1: Welcome to Friday, the Friday edition of Barn Burner, the podcast. We are up and rolling as we head into a very interesting weekend. Indeed. All of us, I don't know that I was overly looking forward to the uh, Heritage Classic. Of course, you know, it's going to be great. You know, always fun when those two teams play and it's outside. It'll be fun to watch. A little more on the line. That's all right. Given uh, what's happened, what's transpired in the last 48 hours or so. First place uh, what we're fitting for here. Yeah, that's right. There's oh, uh nice. there, there's Pinder. It's uh, Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day, so if you want to wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans, and there's Retro uh, looking sharp in his Afterburner T-shirt. Yep, are, are those available at NationGear.ca? Have we got any of those kicking around still? Looks good though. I, I
2: sure hope so.
3: <laughs> Excuse me.
2: I sure hope so. They're beautiful, they fit, they're, they're kind of the nice fabric, comfy, nice to wear on a Friday afternoon.
1: It's really nice. Um, and you worked Afterburner last night.
3: It was great. Had a great, had a great time with Brian Pinder
2: and Afterburner. Didn't lose my uh, mind at all. Kept it calm and cool. Didn't freak <laughs> out. Don't think I swore.
1: I wear a... Where are you right now?
2: I'm, uh, I'm in the uh, coach's room at the Academy of Hockey here. And then, uh, Sam James, Ooh. he's got a big game this afternoon, you know. You gotta get
3: ready to go. By Jimmy. Yeah.
1: Now, do you see that comment? I'm not sure because you're on your phone. Is it uh, the print loud en- loud enough there that you can read it?
3: Your,
2: Yes. Helium oh. rectus is back. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or Chipmunk Wreck is the other one. Remember yes, the Chipmunks? Uh, <laughs> so I don't sound great? <laughs> you, you sound phenomenal. <laughs> uh, I would
1: say maybe we'll reset. Want to try that? What? You want to?
2: <laughs> All right. Should I go right to the big unit? Or just... I'd go to, yeah. Randy what are we talking Johnson. about? <laughs> <This> thing, <yeah. laughs> Jack, you go to the big unit or not? <laughs>
3: Maybe the audio-only version. You can. Hi.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. See you in a minute. <laughs> Seems appropriate, right? It sounded good just, last night, to be things fair. Things just aren't quite where they need to be right now. Yeah. I, that's is that the first time we've had because we used to get it at the old place. I don't know that we've had him uh, Chipmunk Red on this anyway. Robo um, Red. It's been a while. Well, see now we can't start because we got a lot. We got a lot to get to. But uh, I feel like we need him around. Uh, Flames last night lose three nothing. That's yeah. now four straight defeats. Um, and we're there's that, and I, I kind of believe it to be true. It's I don't think it's gospel, but a lot of times when teams are losing, they'll start playing better before they come out of a losing skid,
4: mm-hmm. and when a
1: team's winning a bunch, they'll start getting sloppy. That's before right. they start losing it, or at least before they have the sure. winning streak broken, this doesn't look like a team that's close to coming out of a losing streak. It looks like they are still trending downwards, which I find concerning.
3: It would be tough to consider this rock bottom if they went on to lose to a one win Oilers team outdoors on a promoted Coast so game in North. Still America. room. Still, still room.
1: Still, okay, great. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting one for sure. The, one of the things that I'm, if I'm a fan, an observer, if I'm a coach, whatever, if I, if you have any investment in this team, mm-hmm. the thing that concerns me maybe the most is that yesterday's performance, as awful as it was the worst performance of the year. And there have been some bad ones. Was that the worst this, for you? This was the worst of the year.
3: Okay. Cause there was no excuse about a back-to-back. It wasn't your first back. And here's um, why. Here's okay. why.
1: The reason why this concerns me the most and why I feel this is the worst one is you had a holy crap moment after the road trip and then you came home and you played pretty well, but you lost. And then you had some players saying, we're playing as individuals. Mm -hmm. We need to play as a team. It, it, it It was brought to the attention that the effort, the work ethic, the individual play, the need to come together as a team, that was already voiced. They had yep. obviously talked about that in the room. And how do you follow that up with that yesterday? So none of it's taking hold. You can, they don't believe what they're selling, even to themselves. They can tell the media and the fans that, oh, we, we, you know, we were not playing very good. And yeah, we deserve to get booed and we need to come out. Of... That does not look like a team to me that believes in itself right now.
3: You're right about the disheartening thing. When you play the card of like, like I got think about the Blue Jays when they went on a huge losing skid, they had a players only meeting and they come out of it and you play poorly out of that. You're like, but what did we accomplish here, fellas? Yeah, You've played that card. You've publicly aerated yourself for not being good enough to follow up those types of moments with worse play, not good at all. And then what we're hearing now is yeah, we said we needed to be better. We said we needed to work harder. We just laid an egg. We had our will broken. We're playing like shit right now. I would have booed too if I was a fan. We heard all sort of uh, varieties of those three things from players in and game, And it's like basically they got to dunk on themselves for trying to call each other out at not working and actually performing much worse against a lesser team. This is the blues, not the blue shirts. Yeah, and it's tough to say it's a lesser team, team,
1: right? It's, it's kind of even hard to say. Let's let you you kind of paraphrase some of the comments. Let's go to I put together a collection of the post game comments last night. Uh, Mackenzie Weger Elias Lindholm, and starting things off, Nikita Zadorov.
0: I apologize to our fans. Playing like shit right now, so it's tough to watch.
3: Looking around and waiting for something good to happen, but uh you know, unless we unless we work uh, it's not nothing's going to change
0: as much as you hate here in the booze um you know it's a bit of a wake-up call for us you know we're, we're not uh, we're not a good enough team right now i don't know anyone that uh, likes losing so you know um now we're played uh, like three games in a row so um you know it's, it's gotta it's got change pretty quick you know we're having trouble scoring you know we have trouble you know sort of breaking the puck out of times we have trouble in the neutral zone you know we're just we're disconnected right now. It's frustrating when we talk and, and uh, nothing changes. You got one thing and it's pride and, you know, I think they they kind of they broke our will tonight and you could kind of tell in the third period that, you know, we were just, we couldn't, we couldn't get anything going. Everybody's sick of losing, for sure, yeah, I don't want to lose four in a row, you know. It's still early in the season, there's still, we can fix that stuff, you know, I believe in this team, I think we have a really good team. Really good skill players, so I think we can get get out of it. Just honestly, just uh, embarrassing in front of our fans tonight for sure. We come back tomorrow and we work our ass off, and and that's all we can do.
3: So, a lot of words.
1: It's uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of words, and they're not wrong. Yeah, they deserve to be booed. They were not very good. They couldn't get the puck out. Uh, I never like hearing, and, and I'm not saying don't say it's when you hear one of the guys say our our spirit was broken.
3: Or will, yeah. And, and I don't. I think when you take single lines out of large quotes, you can sometimes miss it. But it sounded like mm-hmm. in this game for Mackenzie Weeger, that's where it was taken away from them. I don't think he's saying that this group doesn't believe anymore in the season's dead. I think he's specifically talking about yeah, last I, night's I, game where they lost it. That
1: second period was really incredible to watch.
3: Was it? Um, if you're a blues fan. I was or listening. If you have insomnia.
1: Because I, I had to watch it later. I was out doing stuff, but I had the radio on
2: yeah.
4: and
1: I was listening to Derek Wills. And Wills doesn't get too negative very often, mm. but he even said, I don't want to get I don't want to be, I don't try paraphrasing now. He's like, I don't, I don't want to be too negative or, or go too far, but the Flames are having a hard time even connecting a pass even completing a pass right now. So then when I got home, I was, okay, I want to see this thing on the PBR. And yeah, he was right. It's the, the simplest parts of the game was out of their reach last night. An amazing effort after an almost come to Jesus moment. After the road trip and then the Rangers and now mm-hmm. it's another loss and it's an the, the power play continues and 0 for two last night they're now where are they at now it's an 0 for
3: 18 or whatever it is so stretching back to that oh. Washington game or what was it a Dubay tip Dubay
1: scored in the first period of the Washington game since then five games no power play goals over for 15 in the last five the skid is now 0 for 18
3: the penalty killers against them are one for 15 scoring. They that's true. Yeah, night. yeah. So the enemy power play has scored more on the Flames power play. The enemy, the enemy penalty kill has scored more than the Flames power play yeah. in the last five games.
4: And of course,
2: all all this stuff matters. But is it the power play that's killing them?
3: No, is it's it, just it's, you know? oh, it's it's everything. But it's but part but that's of the an area where you could like if you get a power play goal last night instead of allowing one, you might have a hockey game. You, you you've been in some close contests where the power play could help you. The Rangers game certainly could go a different way, but really what we're talking about is one of about a half dozen areas of huge concern
1: when you and again they talked about that second period they were down two nothing with 30 32 35 28 minutes to play you shouldn't you should not it was not a physical game it's not like the blues were running them out of the rink physically what, what, what? How? How are they unable? Is two nothing an insurmountable lead in their own minds right now? That's how are wild, you taken it? out of a hockey game against St. Louis in a two nothing game in the second?
2: That's the problem. It, it, it's who they are. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not forget, we saw enough of this shit last year. This is not a new trend. Come on, you have a handful of new guys. The core group is the exact same
3: and Rhett making matters even worse. The only guy that flirted with 30 goals is gone. And the guy you got back for him has spent most of the season on the fourth line to Foley's 35 goals are going to be missed big time. You knew that you're hoping Coronado who is going to be a great finisher can produce sooner than later, but you're asking for a kid that's playing in Harvard a year ago to come in and play the best league in the world and produce while you're spinning new line mates past him every night. Like, this is, you talked about the second period and how insane it was. Trying to keep track of who was playing with who last night in the final 40 minutes was an absolute circus. Yeah. We saw like Lindholm, Duer, and Hunt. We saw Huberto play less than four minutes in the second period. We saw all kinds of, like, it just, it was the full blender. And it's Ryan Huska saying, I got a fridge that. Someone unplugged. I got a bunch of shitty ingredients. I'm throwing them all in. Nothing's gonna taste good here. I like. I just. I'm just trying stuff. But it. it didn't ever feel like they were gonna find anything.
1: You mentioned Huska. He and it was because I watched the uh, the post game, and Sam Cosentino was on the post game with Sportsnet, mm-hmm. and the remark he made was, Ryan Huska. Now he didn't peel paint or anything, but that's probably as negative towards a ho- one of his hockey teams at any level that he can I've remember. Yeah. Here is a, a, a little bit of a, a combo plate of Ryan Huska from last night.
0: Um, I would hope it does. They deserved it. Shouldn't say they, I should say we. Yeah, there was a lack of work ethic. You know, as to why there was a lack of work ethic, that one, I, I have to spend a little time figuring that one out. Exactly. It's not just Kadri and Huberto. I want more from the team i mean i'm not gonna go with those two i mean if if you're expecting those two guys to win games for us that's not going to happen we'll be waiting for that for a long period of time the way this team will win games is when they're competitive and they skate and they play hard if things that are within your control aren't where they should be then that's on you um, work ethic is something you always control attitude and energy are things that you always control So those are things that guys have to look inside to see if they were there tonight. It's nothing to do with broken. We just sucked tonight. That's, that's it. They're not broken. They just gotta, they just gotta get going.
3: It's a weird comment on the the two big
1: money guys, isn't it? I read that this, and I read some people and how they took that when he says those two guys aren't going to be the ones I, how I take that is he's meaning it's not only going to be two guys.
3: Yep. Uh, it's I, going but, to be,
1: it's going to take the entire team. I think if you were to ask Huska what yeah. to elaborate on that, I don't think he was saying, although maybe he'd be right if he was, but to say that those two individuals aren't a caliber yeah. of player that can lead us to victory. I think I, I, he was I, talking about it being a team issue.
3: It also tells you something else too. Like, I, I think if, if if he's saying it in the comment of like, well, look, it's not McDavid and dry You can't just have everyone resting and two guys are going to win us the game. But I think it's also an acknowledgment of what these guys aren't. They aren't star players in this league anymore. And so if you're waiting for two guys to win you the game, you're talking about playing as a team, but you're also noting that these guys can't take over games anymore. And that's fair. As Calgary Flames, can you think of a game? You're now, your sample size is, your are 13 months. You're over, you're flirting with 90 games to these guys. Can you remember a single game that was taken over by Codier Huberto? No. And you're paying them 17 and a half million. No. That is also... Reading between the lines, I think something that everyone has acknowledged, and for Huska to do it, I guess, it was a little odd. Except that when you think about I, it, we're all already there. He's saying he was saying that he he was using
2: that to as an actual deflection from them. I think he was saying his comments were meant to be uh, take the target off of Huberto and Cadre, but inadvertently. It just recognizes that yeah. they aren't good enough. And and it kind of is a it's it's amazing how oh it's not their fault, so they can't do it everything for us. We need the team to go well. And it's like, well, actually, if they're your two best, you do need them to go well. I also thought, found it quite interesting that they hid those guys from the media last night.
1: I was going to say uh, on a night like on a night like last night, where Now it's uh cadre is minus 10 and Hubert Oh minus nine. I know some people don't, but they are near the bottom in the national hockey league for plus minus. Neither one of them came on to talk nor did the captain. Captain I remember going, I remember going into that room after some ugly losses and regardless, Jerome McGinley would step out in front of the media and, you know, he wouldn't be as smiley as he usually was, but he'd come out and he'd a- answer the questions. And it would probably it would just be what you would expect somebody to say, well, we got to be better. We're going to do this. We got it. It would be nothing that was controversial. But he'd he'd answer the call and be there. I was shocked. And I'm not looking to stir it up again but because I, I, I'm with you. No Caudry, no Huberto and the captain didn't talk.
3: Captain should always talk. That to me is weird. And if you're in the PR for the Calgary Flames, why do you let this become a thing? I understand if Huberto and Cadre don't want to talk, they're not the captain. If your job is to do communications, doesn't that inadvertently throw gas on the fire? If you're like, Michael, you should speak tonight. Like that's, that's your job, isn't it? I'm not saying they're doing it wrong. I don't know it better than them, but it feels like a night that if he doesn't speak, that almost draws more attention than if he does.
1: And you know, maybe some people don't notice it. Uh, We're kind of on that side. So we kind of are... Our alarm goes off. I a little disagree.
2: Bit. I think everybody noticed. Do you? Especially after the, and I give. I mean, again, like you said, they're not. They, you don't have to come out and say anything. Yeah, I'm disappointed. I wasn't good enough. I got to get better. Fuck. That's all of them are saying the same thing. Yeah, we hate to be booed, but we deserve it. Like, yeah, or you, it's you like, know what's not to...
3: available? He's on a training table, or yeah, like, don't like, know. You, give us something. You know what? The, you have to say. Suck it up and go say it. You know what it's like, too, back there, right? If,
1: if guys are in a pissy mood and if one of the PR guys comes to uh, do some post game, if he says no, then he's okay. not doing it.
2: So right? you're Well, probably not. You, I don't know what the rules are anymore. They could probably draw a hard line in the sand and say, no, you have to. But then it just creates more animosity. The issue comes back to what do you. So you're now finally in a pissy mood. Because like Pinder said, it's like 90 games in. We're going to decide that, oh, I don't like how we're, this is going. And let's not kid ourselves. Those guys in that room were the guys that had, we We can't play under this, this mean-spirited old bastard from up north and Viking. He's too hard on us. We need someone. We need to be able to breathe. We Couldn't breathe. Well, you're breathing. Real fucking good air now. Air.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should be breathing a little harder. Some hard not work. breathing enough to be fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking because a week ago we were talking about uh, the Flames coming off a road trip, or they're on a road trip, or it wasn't great. Uh, our next guest must be really thrilled that he's agreed to come on. Uh, oh yeah. Show yeah, 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 here yeah. every week. Yeah. We'll go to the Insider Hotline presented by Telus. Enter to win one of six monthly prizes, including tickets to Calgary hockey games and awesome tech like AirPods, Apple Watches, and more. No purchase necessary. All you have to do is fill out a quick survey to enter. Enter for your chance to win at tellus.com slash flames contest. One of our hockey insiders from TSN, Darren Drager. Good morning, Dregs.
5: You know, I love doing the Calgary and the Edmonton podcast this time of year. Yeah, yes.
1: It's chilly out here in Alberta, pal.
3: Huge game coming. Everyone's so excited. So
5: excited. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Uh, if you guys are frustrated and I know you are frustrated, um, imagine what the brass is thinking in both cities. Right. Uh, You know, I mean, Edmonton, were they overhyped? Yeah, I think they're obviously overhyped and I'm a part of that nationally. You know, I picked the Oilers to win the Stanley Cup and here they are less than 10 games in and they look like anything other than a Stanley Cup contender. And part of that is the old copycat theory, right? They change their defensive zone coverage in Edmonton because they yeah. got beat by the Vegas Golden Knights who employ that structure and the Boston Bruins who have a pretty good history of success. But the players don't seem to want to play it. And, and why did they implement it in the first place other than you know, in Vegas, you could appreciate how many goalies did they go through last year? Seven? Yeah. So in Edmonton now, it looks abundantly obvious that they don't trust their goaltending. And the Vegas Golden Knights do what they do in winning the Stanley Cup. So that's got to be the best approach. Mm. But it's not the best approach. And we continue to see it game in and, and game out. And yeah, I mean, the heat is up, man. It is up. You know, we're feeling it here in Toronto. Come, thats It's that wave of hotness coming out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) which is kind of nice because we talk. I don't know if you've noticed this, Boomer. We talk a lot about the Leafs in Toronto. Oh, you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about the Leafs. So, I mean, you're right there. What else are you going to do? It's it's kind of nice to be distracted by. Yeah. 41-game suspensions for gambling violations and, sure, yeah. you know, the, the toils, the struggles, and all the nonsense going on in Edmonton County.
1: Well, you're welcome. uh That's on <laughs> us. You, we got you. And you know what, Warner was just talking about it, that it, there were excuses last year. And I, I'll, I'll just use Jonathan Hubert because it felt like that was yeah, where I the longest it. list yeah. was uh high profile trade big contract about to kick in yeah new to the city playing on the wrong wing the coach doesn't like him all of that all of those were kind of gone he's been on the right side where he wants to play and he's been here for a year and the coach is gone and the mood is supposed to be different but his play is the same if not worse yeah uh there's And there's no way out of it. How um, do you fix it? How do you fix it? How do you right? fix it? I,
5: he yeah. has to fix it. Yeah. You know, I, it's not like Craig Conroy is going to wave a magic wand and bring in a, a, a bunch of new players. I mean, that's just not feasible when you're in season. Um, but the more this lingers and the, the, the heavier the issues get, then maybe there will be some form of change. But it's not like we, you know, expected Jonathan Huberto to be as good as he was when he was beside Barkov in Florida. You know, there needed to be an improvement, a vast improvement from last year. But is a point per game too much to ask based on that contract? I, I would say probably not. So he knows he needs to be better.
3: I don't I see. see anything like a point per game
5: guy.
1: I was going to say
3: usually nah. he he looks like Austin Zarnick up from uh, the from the <laughs> AHL. Well, honestly, bad offensive even, This is you brutal. don't even
1: see flashes. No. of
3: a star hockey. I didn't play. know he played. We last just time. talked about it. They're nine right. games in. Kadri and Huberto. Like they, this is their second seasons. We can't recall a single game either of those guys <laughs> has taken over in the last thirteen months. Right, and that's seventeen and a half million dollars. Like, yeah, it's not acceptable. That's a huge so, issue. Yeah,
2: yeah. But, let's cut to the chase, though. It ain't happening here.
3: Yeah,
2: you can. We can hope and pray and do some dances and try and change no. things and all this, whatever. It ain't so what do happen- you do? You tear it down. You just and I'm, not, I, and, and I'm yeah. just talking about yeah. Huberto himself, and it's okay. it's impossible to move him. Yeah. But the only way he resurrects himself, I don't think it's here. I really, truly don't believe it's here yeah. in Calgary. Skinner in Buffalo couldn't get rid of them too much money, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You can go and resurrect yourself, yeah. but it ain't happening here. Like I so, just, so how did it happen
3: like, in Buffalo for Skinner, I, but it won't happen here for Well, we've that. already
2: done the new coach and we've yeah. done all the changes and we got a guy that was trying like Skinner was being played on the fourth line. So he was having, mm-hmm. there was no opportunity for him to have success here. Right. They had mm-hmm. written him off and yeah. then a new guy comes in and goes, I'm going to give you a chance. Yeah. Well, he's getting a chance. We've gone through two coaches already in a year. You can't do another coach. You absolutely can't. And I just think for Huberto and for the Flames, as hard as it's going to be to make something happen, that's the only way this plays out. Or you're going to ride this negativity for another two, three years, and then you maybe change a coach. And the whole, you get lucky that you get a superstar that can play with Huberto in a draft, like Thompson comes up. That's how it changed for Skinner. But you had yeah. to ride through a bunch of crap to get there.
5: And and it is a ripple effect when you're in the middle of it too, right? Because, uh, yeah, Michael Backlund signs his extension, family reasons. You know, he believes in the team. He wants to stay there. You know, there's there's reporting of late that Noah Hannafin is engaged in contract discussions. You wonder about Lindholm. Well, I think it's, it's, it's not being overly clear, critical to wonder out loud here, you know, would those players want to sign long term? Well, they might have two weeks ago.
3: Sure,
5: I I don't know why they would now. I don't know why the flames, Darren. Why? Yeah, and and are you locking up an old mediocre team? Yeah, Yeah.
2: I'll tell you why for Lindome because I was going to bring this up in the conversation today. Anyway, I think is it six Pinder unrestricted free agents on the team?
3: Yeah, Uh, depending if you include Shillington or not. So
2: let's call it five or six. But anyway, what do free agents typically do in their contract years? Yeah, they play like. They're yeah. unstoppable typically, yeah. right? Like for a guy like Lindholm, he should be dominating right now, playing as good to hockey as you've ever seen him play. And he's just not. He looks disheartened, just like the rest of them. Something yeah. is amiss down at the dome, and it is nothing to do with the coach or the GM or management or the media yeah. or the, the city. It's 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 what's in that well, room. Which player over.
5: last night post-game said. We lost our will in the first period. Weaker. I, I, I mean, I didn't come close to playing pro hockey or being a professional athlete. How, at this stage of the regular season, do you lose your will at any point of the game, let alone... It's 2 nothing. They You're... broke us in the first period. 2 nothing
1: with half the game remaining against St. Louis, and your, your will is broken? Uh
5: it's more it ain't your That's will. That's an point. indictment, man. That that one that that one that would hurt my feelings if I were a Flames fan.
2: It's a few straight days of odd commentary coming out of the locker room as far as interviews agreed. and stuff. Lots so, of Sodorov
3: stuff, too, where he's been critical. Other guys sort of saying, Well, I, I interpret it differently. Coleman says he's sick of losing. Like it's this is a long road here dragger if they, if they yeah. look anything like this the rest of the way, I don't know how you do anything but blow this thing up. Like, how well, could you extend
5: anyone right now? Are you no, me? I hear you. And, and that was the point I was making. But, you know, how do you blow it up? Because guess what's happening here? If this continues on, um, I mean, Conroy and company can't do more to the front office, I don't think, than what they've already done. <laughs> Ownership isn't going to pay another coach not to coach the Calgary Flames. Yeah. This isn't, you know, a management issue i mean conroy inherited essentially what he has and and you know what other nhl general managers are doing now and they're watching the calgary flames they're not looking at huberto um i think Kadri would have a market to some degree um you know he's he's that's a big ticket though you know it's i'm 30 30. in my tracks it's, it's you gotta eat ticket. some
2: of the contract
5: yeah, yeah I, right. but but guys are looking for your young players you know right. your prospects and and all of that so unless you find a fit where there's another player or players on other teams that are equally struggling. And you're just looking for a change of address, which Rhett, tell me, does that, does that work? It doesn't often work right. Um, Where you, you, you take back a struggling guy and a bad contract and you give a struggling guy and a bad contract Normally, what happens is you end up with what's well, happened here. Guy Luchy,
3: with a bad and Neil. It, well, yeah, Lucic <laughs> and Neil's the one here for sure. But I mean, yeah. what
2: are we talking about? I mean, Lucic yeah. was overpaid. Neil was overpaid for that point in their careers, and they weren't impactful. luch kind of played better when he got yeah. to Calgary, but yeah. he still wasn't the Lucic and he was never going yeah. to be. So we knew that when he signed the contract. Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe that was a. A net gain for the Flames in that situation. But yeah, it's not going to be an impactful uh, turn of events for the franchise. And all of a sudden, they're going to launch it off into promised land again.
3: No, I would think you're just, you sell all these UFAs, you collect high picks, you accumulate. Assets and yeah. sort of this notion like ah oh, they've got too much talent to bottom out like no they're they haven't even sold anyone yet and they look like they're bottoming out like yeah. they're they're right there with Anaheim yeah. right now I, I if you can <laughs> nail together a couple top five picks here why not yeah but you're not doing that now you, you well, not, what, what do you mean like you don't yeah. think they could be bad enough to finish in the bottom five ten here. Well, maybe. I mean,
5: obviously, they continue to stumble and bumble the way they are now. Um, but, you know, we're looking at, at closer to the trade deadline, right? Uh, sure. You're, sure. You're, not you're, getting, yeah. you're not getting anything of value coming back based on the way these guys are playing in the first 10 or fewer games. So, yeah. I like, don't know. it's
1: what's crazy. It's still October.
5: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Like,
1: it's October, men. And yeah. it feels like it's the dog days of winter. Yeah. Where it's it, how are we ever so, gonna get
5: out of this? <laughs> I haven't checked yet. What was the attendance like? Uh, I've got it right here. Because uh, you know that's coming next, right? Like, well, I, it already I, is. Yeah, yeah, I was just in Winnipeg talking to Mark Chipman, one of the owners of the
3: Winnipeg sixteen eight ninety seven. So here and a there
5: was not, There was not yeah. sixteen.
3: No, but that's paid chance. for, and that's yeah. how you always do attendance. Nineteen twenty nine yeah, I mean, is capacity, so they're missing over two thousand people. That's that's and, considerable. And, but what's the season ticket base in Calgary?
5: I think it's still pretty strong, isn't it? I think that's so. not a number yeah, that, that we that number hear publicly, is, yeah. but I would think it's true. But uh, I mean, that that's normally what happens, you know, and that's the only thing a fan can do. You know you what, know, Drexel? Get on social media, yeah. what else are they going to do? They're just not going to show up. That's what's yeah. going to happen.
1: We can pivot away, I guess, and then come back. But I did want to ask you about that because you had that sit down with Mark Chipman. And I don't know that I've seen mm-hmm. anything quite like that, where it's a one-on-one with the owner of the team. And the owner mm-hmm. is visually, he's, clearly upset and yeah, emotional, emotional. Yeah. about when the team left in the first place and bringing it back. And now for the jets to be in the spot with that they're in having had that sit down with him, what's mm-hmm. your appreciation or what's how would you characterize what's going on there?
5: Well, he's wearing it right. And, and you know, that's uh, a, an honest observation because, and it's a legit one because that's what I felt and saw. And it resonated in, uh, in the piece that we did. Um, you know they look back now to when they first launched and I think they recognized they made some mistakes I mean there was such an injection of enthusiasm in that market we're getting our team back in the National Hockey League and so they they sold a big number of season tickets to individual seat holders and not to corporate Canada and now they recognize that 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 was a bit of a blunder because corporate Canada is sitting there and going, yeah, I don't know. Do we really want to buy in at this stage? And the landscape of the corporate sector has has shifted as well. And then on top of that, you know, if we go back to Edmonton for a moment and when things are good in Edmonton, you guys have been in that building, (laughs) excuse me, it rocks. They get going in that building, you know, around the the facility. It's a party atmosphere, a couple of years, hours prior to the game. And Mark Chipman just wants that so bad. And it's crickets outside the building in Winnipeg leading up to the game. It's yeah. ghost town central. So the team is playing well. He's hopeful that the fans will respond.
3: Um, if I may, Dean, just yeah, jump in on that. Go ahead. Like, is Winnipeg a cautionary tale? Because I see similarities. Both yeah. teams, Calgary and Winnipeg, had, oh, no one wants to be here. These guys are a year away from free agency. you got to trade these guys. You don't want to be here. Yeah. They do pay to keep shifley and to keep hellebuck which was caught people by surprise and yet you don't see that response in the market yet now maybe they're good if they get into the playoffs we know they're going to fill that place it'll be chaos but i sort of think of the flames like if ownership is worried about Mm -hmm. we have to try to be competitive because the fans show up when it's competitive i think this market would be way more receptive to a rebuild than i think ownership thinks and i also think what fans really don't want to see is more mediocrity and pretending that this team is good. And so locking in guys like Winnipeg, it it doesn't necessarily correlate to bottom line success.
5: It it doesn't in Winnipeg's case, they they didn't feel like they had a choice. And I'd be curious if the same thing, you know, kind of drifts over to the flames organization as well. Um, Because as Chipman talked about in the sit down interview, he did a lot of research on what it takes, what it costs and how you have to embrace a traditional rebuild. And in certain cases, It's it's not a three-year turnaround, a five-year turnaround. It can be seven plus years if you're patient and do it the right way. Well, good luck selling that to a Canadian fan base. Mm. And when you're paying everything in in US dollars, like again, if if we focus on Winnipeg, smallest venue in the NHL. Well, next to Arizona, well, smallest market for sure, right? (laughs) Smallest market, you know, but they, they, they have their player costs are the same as the top teams in the NHL. And by player costs, I'm not just talking about salaries. You know, try and feed these guys four or five times a day, you know, and two teams, not just one team, because your American League team is there as well. So I'm not making excuses for the Winnipeg Jets, but or or the Calgary if they decide to go down that path of rebuild. But Canadian clubs are really apprehensive in talking about rebuild or even a renovation because it is a costly venture. So you try mm-hmm. and – and fix on the fly, and that's what Winnipeg did in extending their two stars. And uh, you know, I guess that's
3: the only places they've really done it, <clears throat> excuse me, have been Montreal, Toronto, where yeah, those those fan bases are so healthy. Like there's a hundred year wait list for the Leafs. Like yeah, you can do whatever you want; though. they're still paying
5: first picks overall too, though, right? And, of course, yeah, that helps. You, know, you, you land Austin Matthews. Let's see what they have in Jaris Levkovsky in, in Montreal, but. The draft can turn things around. I mean, Chicago was ghost town as well prior to to winning the Bedard sweepstakes. And now their season tickets and their ticket prices have at least doubled. So you have to be extraordinarily fortunate for that.
1: And here it's tough because in a way, the fans are already absorbing that pain that would accompany a rebuild, except they aren't.
4: There's no hope not, 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 there's, they're there's
1: there's not no rebuilding, yeah. They're not rebuilding. There's not no. like there's two or three burgeoning stars who you're waiting to give the reins of the team yeah. over to. No. No. There really isn't. And no. it's we've talked about it for a long time. It just feels like this team is needed to make a major shift, and ownership has been unwilling. I guess if there's no other choice yeah. than when the team is almost historically bad or just is so bad that they're your bottom three, bottom five in the league, yeah. what more of a, how loud, more loud can the message be?
5: Yeah, no, you're right. Um, but we're in the dark days here, the early goings of the regular season and boomers you talked about it, it's October, Yeah. but enough is enough and, and stop talking about it. Stop dropping F palms and, and all of that nonsense to the media and just find a way to play better. Right, yep. You know, individually, it's the old cliche that we're all very familiar with. If each guy does his job, then collectively, shouldn't that be enough to play better and maybe win a game here or there, be better in front of your goalie? And it feels like that's what both Edmonton and Calgary are going to have to embrace individually inside the dressing room.
3: Somebody's going to win game. Sunday. That's great news, huh? Yeah. yeah. I, I do want to talk about Edmonton.
1: Yeah, if the Flames could just get on the same page because there were games last year where they were actually okay but their goalie let them down. And now their goalie is right. by far their best player and now they can't score to save their life. What about in Edmonton? They also lose. It's an identical 3 nothing score. They're in a four-game oh, skid. Yes, they're going to play on Sunday, but uh, it is different there. This was a non-playoff team in Calgary, and there's hope of being better, but I don't know how realistic the hope was in Edmonton. Like you said, a lot of people were Ooh. picking this team to win it all. I guess there's always, when you have a superstar, is there always kind of that waiting? He's going to pull us out of this. Well, when, when he comes back, we'll be good. I wonder, is that any part of what we're seeing there?
5: Yeah, it is. Um, but the truth is, before Connor got hurt, you know, we we saw all kinds of concern. Uh, including his play and and others top to bottom the Edmonton Oilers weren't good enough I mean the good news is it's a short-term injury I think you know Woodcroft was playing us in the media a little bit you know wondering about him coming back sooner than later I'd be shocked if he was in the Heritage Classic but I don't think he'll miss much after that Um, but they, they again collectively need to find a way I guys I didn't believe that Connor Brown was going to be a tipping point difference maker, but I thought that it was a worthwhile signing. You have the history with Connor McDavid. He's coming off that serious, serious knee injury. I'm a fan of Connor Brown. Uh, I know him. I I liked him in Toronto. I liked him in Ottawa. You know, things went sideways with him in, in Washington, primarily because of injury. But I honestly thought a healthy Connor Brown, whether he's playing on that top line or somewhere in that top nine, you know, he'd find a way because he brings so many unique tools to the game. Man, he hasn't pissed a drop yet. And um, that's it's, trouble, Darren.
3: With that it's, bonus it's, next year?
5: It's weighing on him. There's no doubt about that. He's a high character individual. But again, I'm wondering, you know, why is it plaguing all of these guys? Not, not just the top dudes on that team, but, you know, if we don't believe that Connor Brown is as motivated as any player in the league, then we don't know Connor Brown at all. So, mm. Why is it, you know, he's, he's probably never going to be the driver on the line, but he can find a way to distribute the puck, win the puck battles, and do all of it, unless, unless he still has the lingering effects of, uh, you know, a brutal knee injury. So I don't know, but it just seems like anything that could go wrong in Edmonton has to this point.
3: So just to follow up on that for clarity for people, they bring in Connor Brown at very low money and they give him a huge bonus for 10 games played. It's three and a quarter and bonus overages you're allowed to do, but they affect next year's cap. So if Connor Brown plays a 10th game this season, basically almost all of the growth in the cap will go to him in the form of a bonus next year. Yeah. Do they think about sending him down to the A and not using him the rest of this year? If he's not (laughs) looking good after nine. I'm going to say a hard no to
5: that. Um, and for a couple of reasons, I, I I don't think, even though, look, I understand the question from a business perspective. Uh, I don't think you do that to a player like Connor Brown or do that to a player who has the experience that he has. And then there is a deep rooted relationship with, with McDavid. There really is. And not that, Connor McDavid runs the Edmonton Oilers. Of course he doesn't, but he has a strong and valued opinion. And if you yep. bury his best buddy, oh boy, that could get real tricky. That might be a bigger animal than you want to wrestle with, no matter who you are in that organization.
3: So what if he's a $1 million player? And that's fine. Is it the right thing to do with your hockey club with the cap as tight as it is to give them a three and a quarter million dollar bonus overage affecting next year? Like, Because next year's the last year of Leon on that low deal, right? That's the last year of these two guys on the same deal. But you know how
5: managers look at next year? They look at next year as next year. And they look at it as being months and months away. And and look, not to go back to the Shane Pinto thing here in Ottawa, but that pissed a few people off um, around the National Hockey League. Because Ottawa has cap issues, and by suspending Pinto the way that they did, he doesn't have a contract, so mm. there's no cap hit. And what yeah. it does is it pushes you know, the, the opportunity for Pierre Dorian, the general manager of the Sense, to find the necessary cap relief before the end of January, when Pinto is able to sign and jump back into the National Hockey League. So there's a reprieve there. I don't think that Kenny Holland is looking that far down the road. And maybe it's not Kenny Holland. You know, maybe oh, he not, just says last you know, year of his deal, right? He's last year of his deal. He doesn't want to talk about whether or not he's willing to extend. I can guarantee you, if you asked him today and he was on record, he'd say, no, <laughs> I'm good. You know, I'm good. I, I, you want me to be an advisor? Yeah, maybe I'll be an advisor, but I've been there and I've done that and I can't do anymore. So.
1: And and with that, because I was going to ask, I'm not necessarily looking to stir up shit, but I just wonder about Woodcroft. I think he, yeah. he's a fine coach. I think he's. Oh, a is that Lotzy Boomer? Is that what you're going to ask? I was just. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> when it's when it's that hot. I just wonder. It's it feels like it's not going to be Kenny Holland. Because there again, what do you accomplish? The cap is what it is, and they're in this. They're in the spot they're in.
4: Yeah.
1: If, at some point, if things continue in a downward trend, someone's head is on a on a on a, a pipe Correct. or whatever you want to call it. I just wonder who said that is.
5: Yeah, and and look, I'm, I'm not coming on the show here today to say he's definitely in the crosshairs because I don't know that to be true. Is he potentially vulnerable? I think he has to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he initiated the defensive structure change. It's supported by the coaching staff. You know, they've tried to work on it in pra- practice. It's been a colossal failure. And if he's unwilling to change that, I'm sure being encouraged by management, then... You know, maybe he does approach that hot seat, but it 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 not that the the look matters from a GM perspective is making those calls. Um, That is a very emotional owner, Daryl Cates in Edmonton. Yeah, very emotional dude. I guarantee you, if his finger isn't on that panic button, it's hovering right over it, and senior management management is getting all of that on an hour by hour basis. So could Jay White Woodcroft? Be in jeopardy? Of course he could, and I know I'm not firmly answering that question. But how many coaches now have McDavid and Drysdale had? You know, like yeah, it's, it's you know, are, are we not going back to the Ken Hitchcock days? Like yeah, I yeah. mean, Jeez. you know, that might be an exaggeration, but they've they've gone through a few. So, and I'm not blaming the stars of the Edmonton Oilers. I just think collectively, the GM will want to put it on the players first, and if he sees a response from the players or he doesn't see a response from the players, then you have no choice. You're running a billion dollar business. You got to make those tough calls.
1: I am fascinated by this game on Sunday.
5: <laughs> it's uh,
1: both teams. If you took, if you took the players and put the, put the their post-game comments up and you didn't put name bars that are, you know, the Chiron on the, on the screen, which team does this guy play for Calgary or Edmonton? If you didn't know the game, you, you, could be either one because we got to work harder and this is unacceptable and we're not having fun. Like the whole thing. Yeah. Someone's losing that hockey game.
5: Okay. So if Rhett was still playing in the national hockey league. And it's close. He's he's, he's not that far removed. You know what he could do? (laughs) He could give you potential access to his account and maybe you could place, oh, no, you can't bet on the NHL.
1: No, you can't do it. Dregs.
3: Can he bet on baseball? That's it. the thing that is, it, well, uh, is, is it too
5: soon for that? Kind of stuff? <laughs>
3: no, but why? Why can't he bet on baseball? Like what the hell? He can bet on baseball. Uh, uh, did we not hear that it wasn't a hockey bet that got him in trouble, or is that wrong? What's no. your reporting Wait there?
5: A second, what was what they said was he did not bet on NHL games. Shane Pinto did not bet on NHL games.
3: Okay, so
2: well, he, somebody's account, by the.
5: No, it was uh, there. There's a theory out there that he may have shared his account access, um, and this individual may have placed a bet that he shouldn't have placed. Yeah. Right.
1: Why don't okay. why don't they come out and just be honest? Because Seriously. the whole sports yeah. you know, hockey world I is I doing this tap dance, it. right? Like just crazy. tell the truth and then everyone moves on. It's a bu- yeah. it's a busy world out there.
3: Well, well now I we don't know look. what the, the rules of engagement are, at least, right? Like the NFL yeah, finally gave us some clarity on this with Calvin Ridley, but they didn't even have a time he was gonna come back. You're just no. indefinitely suspended. And then he can reapply, reapply. Finally, they've said, okay, here are the rules and here's how the punishment's being doled out. It feels like this is a big black box. You have no idea what's going to happen.
5: Well, and then look, Marty Walsh from the Players Association. I mean, the, the gambling situations have been on the agenda for the fall tour right from the onset. I think he's got 26, 25 teams that he's got to visit with. I can assure you of this. Everything that is in you know, that, that code of restrictions specific to gambling will be yeah. outlined for these guys. Right. You know, I, you know if if Darren Greger wants to give Dean his, his access information, you gotta know that, you know, my account is specific to my IP address. So when I give access to somebody else and they place a bet, On my account, it's a different IP address. And guess what happens? You know, the gambling site, the partner goes, boop, 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 that's no good. And then they realize, okay, this guy's a pro athlete. That's no good. And then the league finds out. And, but I'm with you. Like, why there's non-disclosure from the league, from the players association, from the player, it doesn't make any sense to me because... You know, we're all assuming that Shane Shane Pinto is is egregiously in the wrong here because he's been suspended for 41 games. That's yeah, yeah, huge. But I'm telling you, it's not for betting on, on any other sport, other than we know that he did not specifically bet on NHL games. So okay. So weird. that
3: helps with the explanation there. Thank you. Kind of that's my theory
5: on it.
1: I like your uh, boop, boop, boop there. That's uh <laughs> that's the, we're sounding the alarms out here in Alberta we'll just get that <laughs> Can use that, <laughs> that soundbite who's the know, guy from know, police that's academy that's, that's great was, stuff. That, great. Was, that was brutal <laughs> yeah that was good uh before we let you go is there anything else you're always kind of getting the pulse around the league we're very focused on ourselves here very selfish what else yeah. uh, is making news league-wide anything going on
5: uh, you know what it's still relatively quiet i mean the undefeated are starting to lose now right so mm-hmm. imagine that you're not going to go 82 and 0 mm-hmm. um pretty quiet i would say you know on the trade front yeah i mean there's teams that are restless and the alberta teams are restless and all that but nothing that appears imminent so we're kind of we're we're, we're kind of stumbling along here hoping that you get to that place where you know we dart we start to see some some player movement but not there yet
1: appreciate you as always buddy we'll talk to you next week have a fine uh week until the
5: then those sunglasses are beautiful man I,
1: I make them look good i make them look good thanks thanks talk to you next week Brought to you by TELUS, our insider hotline at TELUS. They're using their world-leading technology to drive meaningful change, from transforming healthcare and making the food supply more sustainable to reducing our environmental footprint and connecting Canadians in need. Last year, TELUS, their team members and retirees, volunteered 1.4 million hours and gave $125 to local communities. The most giving company in the world, making the future friendly. Learn more at telus.com slash gives back. Yeah. The Leafs, uh Leafs win last night. Both Alberta teams lose. You know, I, I had talked about I had said uh if you were to have post-game comments, we actually do have some post-game comments is that right? uh out of Edmonton, which again, if you didn't know, you think oh guy must play for the Flames. The New York Rangers, who beat the Flames two nights ago, or now three nights ago, I suppose. They went to Edmonton last night. They beat the Oilers by a score of three to nothing. This With is backup. This is Darnell Nurse of the Oilers post game.
0: Yeah, we got to be better, like, to a man. That's as simple as that. Um, that's the dialogue. Everyone knows, you know, it's easy to point fingers and whatnot. I mean, we got everyone just looking the, in the mirror at this point and be a whole lot fucking better.
3: Mm. F-bomb. Yeah, we got to cut those out. Yeah, Rhett doesn't want to, you know. Boop, boop, boop. We'll put boop, some boop, beeps
1: boop. in there. I, I honestly, because at the best of times when it's uh, hockey night in Canada, Saturday night, these two teams play the team that loses their management is sour. Their ownership is sour. Yeah. The PR staff are sour. Everyone. Yeah. They hate inside those buildings. I, that's the one thing I don't know if people appreciate because the fans like, ah, we lost to whatever. They hate it downstairs. Oh,
3: Soursville Guys won't sleep last night. If, it, if it's Calgary Edmonton loss. And then,
1: if it's ramped up at least a notch or two with the extra focus on the game, it's the outdoor game, and now both teams are struggling.
0: For us
2: as fans, it's probably good for entertainment. For the organizations, is this an unnecessary? The game, uh, uh, the outdoor game. The John, fact you... that do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of hoopla that goes mm-hmm. along with this. It's harder to prepare for this. You got to. Do shit differently. Maybe it's a good thing. You don't know. But, uh, right?
0: You're going to be like,
1: distracted to a certain degree. Exact. You got
2: family and tickets, and oh, we're getting the kids out the day
1: before, and we're going to skate in the rink and take pictures. It will take your mind away from the task at hand. Maybe a may good be, thing, though. Maybe good but or
3: bad. Yeah. I, there's also just the, the media circus that comes with these things, and it's supposed to be one of those things that you can enjoy. I think it's tough to do any of that stuff when you're hearing the, the comments coming out of the locker room from these guys. And you, you see the frustration throughout the entire It's Like, do you really want to do extra media ahead of Sunday to talk about two of the worst starts in the NHL this season? Like, I, I just feel like, oof, someone's going to be feeling really pleased that they got a win. And if it's the flames, they don't play again until Wednesday. Like if you have to sit two, three days out of this thing, thinking about another loss. Oh man.
1: Yeah.
3: And they got two, they got a couple
1: days to stew on the ones from last night too.
3: It's two games over six days. You think consider they play last night and not again until after the outdoor game until Dallas on Wednesday? Like, that's
1: I have a question geez. for Coach Rhett in a moment. Oh, Coach Rhett, who's the head coach of the Calgary Flames? Can ask the
3: coach, not the junior Sabres.
1: No, Century Downs Casino, thoroughbred racing season coming to a conclusion. This is the final weekend to go and check out live thoroughbred horse racing Saturday and Sunday, 1245 post time at century downs. Admission is free. All ages are welcome. We've said this before. If you've never take taken your, uh, your young kids, your lad, your little girl, whatever, go have a daddy daughter day to teach, uh, teach them how to, you know, that's a trifecta sweetheart. <laughs> Watch, wager, eat, the horses. and drink with your friends. Entertainment you won't find anywhere else. We had a we had a ball the day we went out there. People showed up. We had uh, a heck of a good time, and you would too. Final weekend of the thoroughbred racing season down at uh, Century Downs Racetrack and Casino with uh, Alberta Horse Racing.
3: My one little guy was learning a little too quickly. He
1: really picked it's up, like, up we on it. Box yeah,
3: these two and this guy finished fifteenth his last race. Get him out of off our card, Dad. Let's doesn't. Go.
1: Doesn't that make it an exactor?
3: Oh, uh, I, I'm not sure. So Let me uh, let me get back to you on that. Yeah. Thank you. You might be right. So
1: uh, coach Warner, your team lost last night by a score of three, nothing. Uh, one of, we, we, we were told that you're, you they broke your spirit and we've heard rumblings coming out of the room about work ethic and try and individual play. What, what do you do when you you come into the rink today What is your day with your team today? Are you talking? Are you bag skating? It's a practice. Are we just doing video? Do we act like nothing happened? Do we really (laughs) sink into what happened?
3: And Tuesday was an off day, too. Keep in mind, they lose to the Rangers, then the off day. You lose. Now it's your first real day at the rink you're not playing after that road trip.
2: Well, and this is where the issue becomes, well, (sighs) like... I said it last week. I said, what does Huska do when he knows that the coach that got fired was a hard ass and they didn't respond to it? Because my first thoughts would be they should have been there at 6 30 this morning. We're going to do a bag skate at 6 30. You guys can we'll get you some breakfast. We're going to do some video for a while. And then we're going to do another practice. And then the next day is the same thing. Well, I guess you got Edmonton, so maybe you can't. But I w- that's what I would have done. That would be my, my, without taking any, without considering. Sutter got fired, and all this other mm-hmm. BS. That's what I would do,
3: because I, I feel that's like totally fair. Given that Saturday, and I would let them know thing, that
2: right? until you can figure out how to play this, let your families know this is what the Calgary Flames. This is how practice days are going to look for the weeks to come till we get this shit sorted out.
1: And again, we do this every day, so it's easy for us to get over overly dramatic with it. But I feel like this, this is one of the early tests of Ryan Huska. The players have to be wondering, I wonder what's going to happen today because we weren't good last night and we've lost four in a row and we got booed off of the ice. I would be I would be curious, even as a player, to know what my coach's mood and strategy and approach to this day would be.
3: Yeah. And I, I just, I wonder about that. Oh, you can't be hard. I think you absolutely can be hard. You just have to be fair. Like what people didn't like about Daryl was that he would, he'd be mean and it's like, he would take, he'd make it personal. Ryan Huska isn't that, but you can still be really hard on guys and say, here's the standard we hold. I think like talking with Husk, I think that's how he would operate. And remember we talked to him when he was there in studio and he
1: said, the one thing that the one currency that a coach has is ice time. And it was interesting that, for the first half, more 12, 14 minutes of that second period, Hubert O played two shifts and then they put him on the power play, but five power on five, back he was, yeah, he was on the bench and shocking to no one.
3: Less than four minutes in the second period. So you if you can sort sit of him in the rafters, prorate that, that's 10-1. 10, 11 minutes. Like that's fourth race. line minutes you got.
2: You can sit him in the rafters. I, sure. You're not going to get an argument from me on that or being hard. What would you be
3: missing at this point?
2: You're not missing now, anything. The only but, thing that you're missing is the fact that you know you can't get rid of the guy, and he can be a sour prick in the dressing room and make it real shitty in there. And then what? You ask if him you, to stay home?
3: If you, if, you had and that's Belche, what I said yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And, Ru- and was healthier. It would be easier. But like you're already playing A.J. Greer and Hunt. Like it's Well,
1: just just take that part out of it, it Like the, yeah. the literal part of it. What do you do? Cuz I I read I you said it to Dregs. I don't think it turns around here. I don't. It maybe Huber gets not. a little bit better for Hubert But it's not going to be any kind of a success He's not a good
2: here. enough skater and so and he's too old where if you think you're going to have the Skinner scenario where 3 years from now he's going to find his way, I just I, that's when the physical decline is really going to start to take hold. Yeah. So even if he gets a better opportunity and gets free of, you know, maybe he is hard on himself. I'm not trying to hate on the guy as a person. I'm just saying it ain't work and it's not going to. And I said, how do I, I've alluded to it for 15 months, 16 we, months. We, the,
1: you have tap danced around it
2: long enough right I said this all along that this was going to be an issue and it had the potential to be a huge issue. Well oh, we can't trade him last even okay you signed him and I said last year trade him trade him now because you might still get something. a team might say you know what it was one down year he didn't like it in Calgary with uh, Sutter. let's get him on the cheap. who the is trading for him now?
3: Nobody and I, to be fair, I didn't think so last year either. Just because it was like you want to see some of that value restored before you make that bet. If you're another GM, um, the same reason Skinner didn't move until and now that he's good again. Like, okay, well we'd look at that. Who's I who's said, putting their nuts on? Like if you're another GM in the league, right? I like said, let's say you're the you Islanders. Can go back on GM.
2: our our discussions. I said we should trade for Skinner three years ago. And I said you should trade for him because you could get him at half cost, and yeah. at four and a half million bucks, he'd yeah. be a good player.
3: And that, no, that's fair. But but again, if if you're a GM of the New York Islanders last year, another team, or whatever it is, like, are you really taking on eight years of Jonathan Huberto when he looks as bad as he's ever looked? If it's five I understand million, the salary maybe. be significantly reduced. The most you can eat is half. So let's even say he's a five million dollar player. Who, which GM is saying, that's my stamp. We're right up against the cap. I'm going to make room for this.
2: I don't know, but you're, ch- you're trying to give me shit for the contract. I'm just I'm not giving you that any I would, shit. I'd move heaven I'm and earth. just trying to have a to conversation it. with it. Is about, there
3: any, I, I, it would have been nice to trade them. Of course. I just was skeptical. You could, that's all like, that's the thing. It's, it's term. And how We've much money are you doing?
2: It. It's, it was less than a year before that we signed him and all it was a great signing. And within six months, it's turned into an unmovable contract. But nah. it still doesn't make sense to me, Ryan, your take on
3: that. I agree that it's a bad signing. I, I never liked the structure of that contract and the money. I understood why the flames did it. And I always said the weaker deal is not going to be a problem. And I don't think it is going to be a problem. That's, that's a guy that's worth that much. Hubert O doesn't look half of his value. Uh, and look like but th- this is all hindsight 2020 last year stuff. And you were right to be skeptical in hindsight about inking guys right away. In other instances, it's worked brilliantly. Hampus Lindholm was a great Bruin. He signed moments after arriving in trade, and he's on a top pair with Charlie McAvoy and they had the best regular season ever last year. It didn't work here, and we didn't know a ton about this guy, but like, he's soft, he's bad defensively. I think he's going to be way into his head more than he's ever been in his life, and it's not going to get better for him here. Milan Lucic, there there were some quotes from him they talked about on our our sister spot, the Oilers Nation you know, we talked about this in the post game last night. Milan talked about how toxic it got in Edmonton. And he was angry all the time. And he was angry at the weather. He was angry at traffic. He was angry at the city of Edmonton. He was angry at everything. And when he realized, looking back, because he was mad at himself. Because he would placed a lot of pressure on himself as a free agent with that huge contract to perform. And it wasn't happening. And that's why when he got to Calgary, he looked like a functional fourth liner where he didn't in Edmonton. Because it finally was like, huh, he had a fresh start. I don't know how you do that for Huberto here. And I would be stunned if he is in a similar or worse spot mentally than Lucic was at some point here. Cause the question,
1: what looking at what he is, how much are you going to pay? If, if he was a free agent right now, what's the going rate like 2 million a year, 1.5. Like, I don't, I don't I don't even know PTO, right. It's it's just, it's been such a disaster. Considered the
2: overreaction spot though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's my question. (sighs) And Pinder, you, you dig into the cap stuff. How truly? How much money can the Flames eat? Half. Of a, That's it, right? Are you? But I, but I mean, are you are you going to really eat five million?
3: For, well, yeah, yeah for, I still don't think anyone would boo it. You could, but but you so here's here's what I'm saying. You could do it.
1: Here's what I'm saying. Is there any chance that Florida would do a redo on him? He and Barkov were were close. They were buddies. After he left, Barkov his play. Wasn't quite the same. Is there any thought of going back to Florida and just saying, "Listen,
3: the past is the past. We've made that deal." God no. If I'm Florida, I just went to the final without this guy. You could never get through the second round with this guy. Oh, I think you're being cheeky. No, no. I think I think there's a reason why for if Matthew Chuck, you, can Kachuk, add, you it, got the second highest leading score in the league and a first. Could, and have able to do this fairly More easily.
2: Defense. How many points did Huberto have last year? Like fifty some. Okay, so he's going to be a sixty-point guy. So if so, let's are we good saying he's a sixty-point guy? I mean, the last few games haven't said that, but last year was fifty-five. We think he like what's worst a case scenario kind of thing? What's a, what's a fifty-five point player? Well, it could be worse than last year. I I don't think that's hard not if think. he's leaving, and if you're bringing him into your four, you're going your, to Florida. You're saying anywhere. Okay. He's saying Florida, sure. I like the idea of Florida. Go back to Florida. You were happy in Florida. You got a buddy there, Barkov. If, if, if the reason Florida won last year was because they could the uh, what? No, oh, God, the goalie's name Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky stood on his head, and True. that was yeah. awesome. That was awesome. I... You couldn't score with anyone else, and if he's giving you fifty-five to sixty, and you're thinking that's that's what I'm buying, but I actually think he's going to be a mm-hmm. eighty-point guy, like you. I you think are there's good.
1: potential for him to get anything close to where he was? Okay, not 150, not 118. What if you flirt with a point per game? If I can have a point per game winger
2: for five, I don't think match, he's a point per game. I think he's 60. I, I'm, well. Yeah, if, I'm saying six,
1: if yeah. in Florida, if the floor is 60, and you know maybe power play, he, he's happy. It's it has worked here, unless there's something behind the scenes that you don't know. I just think it's an unmovable deal.
4: Yeah,
1: unless. There's maybe some way to make that work.
3: So I just would say, you—if you're a GM and you've got data departments and you've got video and you've got pro scouts and you've watched him play—what have you seen in the last 90 games that leads you to believe there's any sort of elite or rare skill there?
1: If you—you you have to—you have to be doing it on the belief. Something that happened two years ago. That you do not look at any Calgary data.
3: Yeah. That it, and so it, what you're saying it is, is not
1: what I'm listen, just, just go with it. Just don't be stubborn. Cause of course you're not, you're not buying what you're buying here. You would be taking a leap of faith that yes. there's something left, that this is a toxic situation for him, that anything that's happened in Calgary, that data, throw it out the window. What okay. is he? He's it's his age. He has done this in the past. Is there a fit here? Does he mix in our room? and, if we can get him for five million, is that is that something that makes us better?
3: That's I see all the, I'm what, saying. I see the case you're building. My belief, and I'm not a GM, I will never be a GM. My belief is there's not a single NHL team that would make that bet because term is what always kills you more than the number. And if he's you're you're selling the high end. What's the worst case scenario for a team here, even if it is five million bucks? You got Austin Zarnik for seven point nine years making five plus Well yeah, that, I mean that's it's so it's, you have to weigh the the ceiling with the floor and I don't think we've seen the floor yet. Do you He's think, only getting older like, every what year. What
1: is yeah, true I guess like what is his floor? Well, I mean Jesus, he did he that makes, at what 29? I don't last disagree year? with you What's and he that's look what
2: like I said. like 35. I I don't disagree and that's what I've said all along but your tune has changed. You weren't saying that before.
3: So, okay, we're going back to my tune last year on that Months I understood ago. why a the month, flame sun but I don't like the ago. deal. A month ago.
2: Flames are going to be better. Huberdeau's going to be better. We're, like, Should be. Yeah, so that eight was games in. You've decided that he can't be, even if the, if he leaves the place where he hasn't had success. Like I again, I don't. I, I don't need to argue it. I don't. I've I'm said. I don't think it's going to work seen. here. I just wonder if some other team wouldn't say maybe.
3: Yeah, uh, you, you're right to wonder. My belief is no, but you, you can absolutely think that there might be four or five GMs that would. Uh, and again, like three weeks ago, we thought the Oilers were going to win the cup. And like I, I the, the guessing in the summer the guessing in the summer is nowhere as, as valuable well, as the what we are watching happen in the league and what is we're seeing on the ice. And on the ice, I've been more disappointed with ten and ninety one than any two other flames by a significant gap.
1: No one will argue that with you.
3: No you can't for for
1: even limited expectation for both quadre and Huberto, they are so far below even that you know guarded optimism it is it's just i i don't know i don't know what it, there's i cuz i'm with you right i he's not going to do it here it's not no, going to happen no he's not
3: going to do it anywhere anymore boys this is this is this is a nightmare and uh, we haven't seen Malsh have, in a while, by the way. And I have
1: far opinion. more confidence in the Oilers. I mean, this is a thing,
3: yes, right? Of course, this yeah. is
1: what happens yeah. with some some teams that are very good. Either they get bounced in round one, and then everybody, I fire the co, that whole thing, or you go through a stretch like this without their best player. I think that they're going to find. I don't know that that's a cup team, but still, I, I don't get any sense that there's going to be a stretch of ten games where teams are going to be okay. Calgary's coming in. This is a good team. we got to be ready for Calgary. I see nothing.
3: No. It looks, there's no it looks as much still.
1: of a flat line as I've seen in a long time. I go and back that- to those days when you had Alex Tongay and Bo Meester and Owen Nolan, all those old guys, Maggie. and the give-a-shit meter was barely coming off the zero. And you were ready to hand things off to the kids. And that's what's tough here. Is you don't have Gaudreau, Monahan, Bennett, whatever, a cast of young guys that you that you feel are, you are waiting be, to come through?
2: You would be, but you're right. There's no one that you love that, or you think that's going to be a superstar. Yeah. Your team would be infinitely better if you could bring up three yeah. or four more kids out of Stockton. The wranglers <laughs> right. uh, yeah, yeah. Are, i mean so. plays are because you watched last night at least the guys that had some heart you noticed yeah. and, yeah,
3: they were and all maybe maybe you stumbled across a, a third pair d-man in a seventh rounder in 2020 and solo that's a nice little find they, those aren't the guys you worry about it's the guys that have built their retirement homes that you're worried about and and again i just keep thinking like they absolutely can bottom out here why wouldn't you be if this is where you are at U.S. Thanksgiving, thinking about having a top five pick? And who knows what can happen in the draft lottery? Maybe you get some of that Edmonton blow on the dice lock, and you you win four lotteries. Or geez, if you won one, they've never picked higher than fourth overall in this franchise. Well, they did it once. I saw somebody online, and and you could probably find it quickly. Their percentage of
1: the playoffs. I believe it did, with the loss last night. They have the Flames at best case fifty oh,
3: percent to just make way the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's not right. And
1: I I was going to say I would take I'd take 50 if I if I were them.
3: Yeah, and, and again, we talked about it in the summer like where everyone in this market's negative, why are the gaming books so bullish on the Flames? There were one point this August it was minus 200 for the Flames to make the playoffs. So you had to bet $200 to 100 for them to miss or to make, excuse me. So they were favored heavily to make the playoffs. Uh there I think there are a lot of talented players here, but Goodness! If if Huberto isn't what he's been his whole career, and Kadri doesn't look anything like the guy he was when he won a cup two years ago, who do you have? Like nobody on this roster today scored twenty five goals in the NHL last year. Not one guy. Defoli had like thirty five. Lindholm had twenty four or twenty two. Cadre had twenty four. Like who is talented on this team that could crack a top line or a top pair or a like on a cup contender here. Yeah. Where is your talent? And what in a couple the- of years, you'll probably have Pelche, Coronado, Hanzik, Wolf, maybe Azari, but you need another one or two or three high end elite, elite game-breaking talent yeah, and guys. I don't and the only know... way you get them is high in the draft. That's the yeah. only place you get those guys. And
2: I don't think that those guys that you named are even those super-duper
4: high secondary parts, yeah, and there yeah. can be
3: nice complementary pieces, but none of them are franchise players. You need to go get a franchise player, and there's one place to go franchise player shopping. The draft. You need high picks. You need to bottom out to get good again. And that's what seems to be baffling for this fan base with the owner, because it's clear that's where the stars are. The top five picks of the draft. If only they had that other first rounder, Florida's
1: first rounder. Well,
3: I, if you've looked at the conditions there, if it's a top 10 pick for Calgary, they keep it. They give yeah. Florida's first rounder to Montreal, but there's a, a thousand other permutations because if. Florida. Oh, I'm just finishes. saying just nice to have a couple. All oh, a for sure it would. Yeah. No question. No question. I mean, th- that's the whole thing with extending these guys. You need as many first round picks as you, as you can possibly find. Don't, don't collect 30-year-olds. I don't care how good they are. Go get as many high picks as you can find in the next three years.
1: Yeah, if you're taking 30-year-olds, it's only to bring in salary so the other team can make the deal work. Please,
3: yeah. So so instead of paying Noah Hannafin $7 million, eat someone else's bad $7 million player and get two seconds with them. Seven games in? Eight games? What are we doing? Nine. Eight? Eight. Nine? eight. What's the rec- what is their record? They have two wins. Two wins in eight games. And a loser point in the game that they blew with a lead late. Let's uh, do the Pinder Report, shall we?
4: Uh,
1: The Pinder Report is brought to you by Village Honda. New in-stock inventory arriving every single week. You slide through the the lot up at Village Honda. New stuff all the time. Start your automotive adventures at Village Honda. New vehicle pricing is MSRP. Uh, Mostly sticky. Ryan Pinder is what that comes down to.
3: Village Honda presents the Pinder Report. MSRP, have been doing some homework. Maybe shower, Ryan Pinder. That's what it's, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also works. Let's start. Uh, Afterburner last night, boy, we had some big numbers. People were hate-watching the program, Dean. Nothing like a shit in your pants on the ice to really bring in the eyeballs for Afterburner. Here, here's Rhett and I from last night. Rhett, thanks for staying up late. I'm positive that the
2: fans and the, the true faithful, bleed-red Calgary Flames fans, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you put out some kids that went and worked their ass off, they'd be just as happy. Maybe oh, God, yeah. happy happier, right? Yeah. Maybe would...
3: more supportive. Remember those Bob Hartley teams? They weren't great, but God, did they work hard. People got behind those teams, not because they won a lot, not because they played perfect hockey, but because you got the sense that they gave a shit. The owner is focused on certain things. When there are empty seats and when people aren't buying beer and people are leaving early and not spending as much money, that shows up very quickly in areas that he's noticing. I think that one area that this city would be supportive is if you commit to getting younger and better, I don't think it's going to be dead. I think people would say, this is the right thing to do. I'm glad they're doing it. I want to see some of the kids. So there's the case again for the rebuild, the unspeakable word here in Calgary. Yeah, can't say it.
2: Couldn't, at least under Feaster. I can't say it. And I get what Dreg says about it's a tough... It's tough to... To accept and that you worry about the fan base. I think Calgary's a different big-time situation than Winnipeg. I really the, do.
3: The suites and the corporate money at the Dome is so different than anything you're doing in Winnipeg. And if it's tough for an oil and gas company that makes hundreds of millions of dollars a year to get certain people in a suite on a Tuesday night, they don't care. They're keeping their suite because they know it's teams different. will be better down the road. Yeah. It's not like. Uncle Jim, my mortgage is going up. I'm going to shed the flames tickets. They've got massive corporate support here. The owner is worth billions of dollars. If you are willing to have some short-term financial pain, God, it would be a financial windfall if this team was good when they opened a new rink in four or five years, whatever it is.
1: And remember, the rebuild being a dirty word. We don't use that. That was Jay Feaster. It was also at the start of this season at that press conference, if you recall.
3: When which, John Maloney the and John Bean. The, the good one. Yeah. The train wreck one. Okay.
1: When they were asked about it and I mean, tongue in cheek and joking about it, that they couldn't use that word. Uh That sure seems like it's the mentality.
3: We'll I see. Wanted,
1: this, and this, this a forced rebuild. Guess you're going to have to take it. it.
3: The only time they've rebuilt is when it's been forced upon them. It's not by their own decision-making. It was just so blatantly obvious. Like we're going to be bad and be old and capped out. Okay. We have to. We're close to that here. Uh, eight games in. So take.
1: So what we need to do then, retro uh, next week or whenever you're coming out, we're going to need you to take away Conroy's cell phone. Oh, no dear. deals. No contract signings. He's not. Don't let him talk to any agents.
3: He's no more had this policy with Tree after free agency yeah. a, few, a while ago. He, no he more the buying Neal stock back to back in the
1: 23-24 Flames. Man,
3: uh, he's listening. He knows. Yeah, I and honestly, I, I think what we all looked at this summer was like this would be the best time to do this but we also understand the GM has marching orders given to him by an owner
2: i uh, i got to think that he was considering it and i uh, what it's what you always talk about I and mean, what you just said about Huberto was that if you were going to sell you were wanting to sell if they were playing better and i think he was waiting to find out Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we have, and can these guys play better so I can get better value? And I think the rest of the GMs around the league, were looking at them going, yeah, you want to make a deal? We can make a deal. Here's a, a bad deal. Yeah, yeah, Here's a bad deal for you. And now, <laughs> But it's kind of like, it's that thing where it's like, probably right now he'd be like, yeah, I'll take that
3: bad deal. Now it's even worse deal. So <laughs> That's why you have to take line. his phone away. <laughs> <laughs> No extensions, no bad deals. Don't let him do it.
2: Yeah, those bad deals in July are worse here in October. Yeah, how have we gone? Hannafin's agent is on the phone. Uh, Get busy. some
1: duct tape. Throw him in the trunk. Conroy, he, he's not available. Can't take your call.
3: Yeah, he's at a doctor's appointment. When's he out? Yeah, he's uh, so sick. December twenty-seven. Uh, he's in there for a while. Yeah, yeah.
1: he's got really uh, shingles. Oh, he's, got, he's got rickets. A, he can't. A lot of pain uh, right now. Can't yeah. talk. So sore, painful for an adult.
3: We had a somewhat uh, small silver lining but actually a pretty large silver lining. The man they call Solo, Ilya Solo. First game in the NHL, Dean. He had the solo lap for Solo before the game. This is the first 7th rounder to play in the 2020 draft. Uh this is a nice little story. Didn't play in the OHL till he was 19, drafted as a 20-year-old. Uh you love the uh the late blooming underdog story, Red.
2: I do like the late blooming underdog story Mr. Solio. I could uh, I could say it last night I can't today
0: Well I get in my own head
3: it's like Dennis Shapovalov we're... all over again Dean you're going to have to take this one for us <laughs>
2: Ilya Soloviev And welcome Ilovia. to the team Ilya I mean what an example they set for you in how to go about playing Do you think the a- they
1: yeah I was going to do you think they brought in a cake and had a big celebration in the room after yeah. Hey, game puck here for solo. Hey, solo, hey, yeah? solo Hello, boy. Yeah.
3: Now, Solo, you don't mind talking to the media for us, because eh? that was, oof, I can't do that for this one.
1: <laughs> Kids probably doing media. <laughs> so tell us about your first game looking over. Um, uh, not great. Well, I mean, so, I, I, guess. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was, a was here. It's the first game. It, uh, it was a lot of fun.
3: It's a nice little find though. Remember we talked about not a lot of defensive prospects beyond Poirier. Who do you got? Well, here's, here's a guy Here's one. coming. Yeah. Love it love it. And defense defense first. Uh, you love that, Red. First Walking game shots, 16 and a half minutes, one shot, one blocked, one shot block, one minor penalty for cross checking. Love that. And the coach said, "Yeah, for a first game, that was pretty damn good." Certainly not uh, high on their list of you got to be better from last night.
1: <laughs> Easy to look good last night too is the other thing. If you were wearing a red jersey, uh, uh,
3: uh. Uh hit more ice time than Huberto in the second period. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, you know who looked great the other night, and it's it's this plays right into the old the uh, scar tissue of the last decade. A goalie we probably never heard of before. Dino, congratulations to our boy Joel Hofer, who uh, had an offer. No one scored on him. First career shutout, of course. Yeah, <laughs> love to see it. You got Christopher Gibson, didn't you? Well, and that
1: was the thing I put on Twitter last night. Getting Hofer. And guys are like, actually, no, they're not. Uh, this is not getting Christopher Gibson because they had fifty no. shots or whatever that night. No, the guy played well. This was uh, this was not getting Holford. This was just no. stubbing your own, tripping on your own thing,
3: shooting yourself in the foot. That's that was sure. friendly fire for sure. Uh, okay, elsewhere, uh, leaving the game, the Flames were serenaded with uh, the fans singing. They were singing boo.
1: Maybe, maybe they don't realize that Lucic doesn't play—that he's in Boston now.
3: You know what? They heard that Rooch had skated yesterday morning, yeah. and they're like, Rooch, we want you to be ready for Sunday in Edmonton." Roo- you are
1: Rooch. The, You realize you're the only human using Rooch.
3: I've seen it after Roach No, has you've not seen on it on Twitter. You've not. It seen is it. true. It might be maybe one of my aliases I, right, or yeah. burners, but other accounts have tweeted Rooch.
1: Is it the Twitter? Is it uh, the Twitter that your liver has, Ryan Pinder's liver?
3: I don't run that one, and I, that guy comes in and out of hibernation. I haven't heard from him in a while, right. which is odd. I thought I would have heard from him after Wednesday night. <laughs> let's move along. Hey, how are Flames fans treating this one? Let's uh, let's go into the fan base on Twitter. I'm not sure if this is AI or or just uh, a joke or not. Uh, just smashed my TV in front of thirty guests at my son's birthday party because of the flames. My wife took a look at our crying kids, and they're all spending the weekend at her mom's house. This team has ruined my marriage. I can't handle this anymore. I'm no longer a fan. Mm. That's a new TV, Red. Don't do that to the your landlords. It's not the TV's fault. <laughs> it's hey, you better get that.
1: The TV's fault. You better get that back in the box before the. Uh... This game damaged.
3: Landmark don't play, don't blame Sony or Samsung. This this is... Central loving the bill? What do we do here, Dean? Well, yeah. Maybe here we can buy the guy a TV. I wonder how Brad's feeling. He must be... I think he's happy in Toronto, but they're they're heading out there. We looked at the schedule. Mm-hmm. They got a three-game roadie. They play back-to-back in Toronto, Ottawa... He must we really can't. wish
1: he was here to try and help. Those are going to be curious because the Leafs are around. good,
3: but it's going to be a, hey, what's Brad like as a GM? Oh, my God. He built this team. It uh, He made a lot of bets, and not a lot of them broke his way in the last year and a half. Drafted
1: Coronado. Oh, he's
3: made a lot of good moves. Nope. It's just The last few big ones have not done great so far, so far. Uh, Battle of Alberta coming up. Ryan Pike letting us know these two teams red hot. Whew. They're only going to give out uh, two to three points. Uh, 3-10 and two. Which, um, that leads us to our next item. Here it is. This is live action from Commonwealth. <laughs> That's the Oilers and Flames heading up Highway 2. <laughs> Jesus. It's just a warm-up lap there. Not great. Not great at all.
4: Um, I, I
1: just like that we don't kick people when they're down. You know, we're always punching up.
3: Keep punching, Boom. That's what Ozzy Brad keep says. Keep punching.
1: How's Ozzy Brad punching. doing?
3: We need to check-in. Oh. Be, let's get past the outdoor game. We need to give Trigger a call and see if Brad's okay. Ooh, he Trigger's sniffing oh. at him. He's passed out on the floor or the pile of bottles around him, licking his face trying to wake him up. Because he's always so enthusiastic and he's all
1: in and things are yeah, going to no. turn around and retro yeah. this and Iggy that.
3: I just hope one of those kangaroos has not got him. One of those boomers. Oh, so they they call have, them. Yeah. Big, big red boomer. Yeah. Bastard. Uh, here are the comments from last night's Afterburner if you want another little bit of a taste from the fan base. So these are just a few of the comments we saw. Uh, so, <laughs> Richard Living's team, cut and run. It's not when they will win a game. It's when will they score a goal? Brown bag time. If my jerseys weren't Flurry, Iggy, Kipper, Geo, I'd be tempted to toss them. I've seen never. a lot of mediocrity in my time. I can't say I've ever seen this boring under or uninteresting brand of hockey in my life. I've seen a team with Mike Smith okay. and James Neal on it, but I've never seen oh my gosh, so a more selfish and unaccountable player than Connolly oh, there's, there's some negativity out there. I was all I was and honestly, I
1: was like, no one throw a jersey on the ice. Like just don't do that. Not who and whatever.
3: Because it's oh, such my a, goodness. I just thought about it. There's one market famous for jersey tosses more than others.
1: I know. I, mean, I was looking for that last night.
3: Are the seats close enough? No. At Commonwealth? I don't think they'll they make have it.
1: one of those slingshots that they... You're going to have to... One of those to, t-shirt guns?
3: Yes. We need MacGyver to somehow get a, a jersey onto the ice from Commonwealth seats.
1: Or remember uh, that uh, there was the paraglider that came in on the boxing match at Caesar's right, Palace yeah, that, that one time? That's right, yeah. Get a, get a guy, jump out of a plane with
3: something. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire do the we out. don't get enough streakers these days. Do, do a naked protest jersey toss. Let's go.
1: Just sure.
3: so for the fans. Yeah.
0: Not. yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs> Alumni event coming up. Want to tell you about it. Uh, Theo Fleury's Breaking Free Charitable Cause, which obviously supports incredible causes, has got a poker tournament coming up. First annual. I believe that's called an inaugural. It How is. about that? November 4th, 3 p.m. Look at that. Dinner included, Asian buffet. Love that. Uh ins 275. And the Breaking Free Foundation gets 125 of that. A great cause for a bunch of the alumni. Colin Patterson, our pal, sits on the board of the Breaking Free Foundation and uh, want to highlight a lot of the great work they do and the money they raise. Awesome. Very good. Just
1: another another week with more charitable events. Good people.
3: Pat McAfee likes the NHL, Dean. I don't even if you know this. It's awesome. Apparently. Hockey's awesome. Hockey is...
4: Awesome! We want the refs in the NFL to be like the refs in the NHL. On the poor check Nieto. Couldn't come up with it. Hockenpah does. I owe you a beer. Hey, sorry about that. I got in the way there. I owe you a beer, pal. I do wonder if he took him up on that beer. Or maybe a vodka. Maybe a whiskey. You know, whenever you use it, it in a stick. There's a chance that that thing could break. How do you get a stick fast enough? Boom! You get an equipment manager that is like Superman. Grabbing that stick. Holding it over. And then what? Break away. Go Tom! Silky! (laughs) 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 mitz. David! Savar, boom, gets hit right in the hand. No stick. Let me get your stick. Boom. Loses his blade. Loses the play. Bang. Gets hit in the leg. Oh, man. Broken hand. hand. Bruised calf. All in one play. I'm stopping a goal no matter what. But in hockey, if you get got, you got to get yours more than you get got, though. Mm-hmm. Look what happened to Kachuk last night. This dude's skating, flying, tripped. Oh, yeah? Let's fight. Gloves down. Heavy bombs. Boom. Bang. <laughs> Pow. Oh, right in bang. front of his bench. Oh. We need more of that in the world. 25. 30 miles an hour. Death to firing speeds. What are you going to do? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to take a puck behind my back. Through my legs, and then I'm gonna score a goal, hey. ladies and gentlemen. That is why hockey is awesome.
3: Uh, they got the new hype, man. Whatever ESPN's paying him, double yes. and have them work for the league.
1: Yeah, he's he's doing about one of those a week right now because, and that, that was so I think good. that was the
3: day after the frozen
1: frenzy. So,
3: right, <laughs> that was the Paul Cotter goal. And it's funny, we've seen a lot of those in the pin report over the last two weeks. The, yeah. he's got the good stuff, my friend. He does They're have the good, good stuff. Uh, you see, you heard the news of Shane Pinto, and you're thinking, okay. Guys can't be gambling if they're hockey players. Dregs helped us clear up some of the confusions that hockey is another sport. Now Dregs is saying, well, maybe someone else was logged into his account and made a bet on hockey. Either way, the fans of Vancouver, uh, the, the Twitter Vancouver fans have always been very creative. Here's what they're thinking regarding this in terms of their team. Uh, open account, British oh, Columbia, come Tyler on. Myers. Oh, <laughs> come
4: on. Is he that bad?
3: For
1: those that are just listening, it's a <laughs> screenshot of somebody opening an account for tyler myers
3: first off that's with not the that hopes way. that he would doing? get
1: suspended come on now second guys. of all
3: don't be doing that to tyler Myers. fellas, that's not fair. It's fellas. okay next, next it's from next. dewinton next. game one coming up world series where are we what are we doing well the d-backs on the road to face did the you say Texas d-bags Rangers. close world series game one they're the all fellas right. look at that look at that do we, uh, do we care? Do we have predictions? Is there a team we love? Is there a character? Is it, a I want to care. I was just going to oh, say,
2: yeah. Rhett, I want to care. Yeah. I'll go. Let's go. Boom. We can bet. I'll take Texas.
1: Okay. I'll take the other ones. The D bags. I'll take the D <laughs> <laughs> <The tea> bags. The T bags.
3: <laughs> Red Rose tea for Dino there. on Who the Who doesn't left. love a good T bag? You know? Uh, let's go. I Raptors. got him. <laughs> Raptors back on it tonight, uh, Rhett. Uh, game two. I asked you Game one. Are you part of the North? You said no. They're one and zero. You love the new coach. Right? Ready? You part of the North? No. Okay. They're in Chicago tonight. Yeah, to face come the on, Bulls. Uh Watch out for MJ and Pippen. They're good. James, do you Harden. have any uh,
1: any NBA? Some Jacks facts about do, uh, the NBA? Uh, no. Do we go, go to the Jack
3: no, Cam? What's our NBA Jack. update, Jack? What do we got? Oh, I got nothing. I didn't watch oh, a okay. lick of NBA oh, yesterday. Come on.
1: Come Try on, to Jake. give him a
3: segment. And Jacks and facts. Homework. Let's go. James Harden, is he, he's been playing as much as Jack has. Went to the team plane to get on. Uh, you're not welcome there, sir. <laughs> Went to the airport, denied entry onto the plane by a security official. <laughs> this is incredible drama. Oh it's this my. old GM from Houston that's the GM in Philly. He says, I'll never play for them again. I want to be traded. All kinds of trust issues back and forth. But he's kind of got to show up so that he keeps getting paid. But he doesn't want to play. And they don't want to talk the guy around. But they could try to move him this is great stuff. And remember when he was fat for like a week and then showed up in Brooklyn and it was in like great shape a week later. This yeah. guy is unreal.
1: Yeah. He, uh, he is something else. The beard,
3: the yeah. beard, fear, the beard, Fear the beard, fellas cleaned fellas. up at the CPL awards, the cavalry contingent. Uh, I don't know what they're charging for, for extra bags on planes these days, but, uh, there's a lot. We'll start Tommy coach of the year. Look the at the cut of that man's jib. Keep clapping. Okay, next, what do we got? Golden Boot, Meyer Bevin, South Kiwi. Out of boy, Meyer, Golden Boot, Golden Boot winner. Boot, you got a booter at all? How about uh, Dan Klomp, Defender of the Year, the Flying Dutchman? Uh, Don. Oh, Don, he loves that. From really Atta Donny boy, and better than Defender of the Year. Why don't you just win Player of the Year on top of that? Holy moly, Don, as Atta you boy, call Don. him, Don Klomp. of the Year, Clomper. Well, but you know, there's got to be some other guys too. What about the players player? The players gotta vote. Allie Moosey. Oh, right. Ali Moosey. Oh, yeah. Ali! Oh my god. Moose. Moose. Whew, that's a lot of awards, fellas. So here's a picture of a bunch of them. That's that's well done. Now, tomorrow is the league final. I don't want this getting anyone's head. Don't even look at those. Are they in a bathtub there?
1: there? Is that like soap suds?
3: This is art. What do dude? they got going there? How dare you? This is art. Anyway, there's there's Stop still one more swan. award. There's one more yeah. award they'd like. Right, this is my one of my favorite memes. <laughs> Y'all got any more of them trophies? <laughs> this is the foot soldiers throwing that up. The supporters group. The final is tomorrow. It is a four o'clock start. It is at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. Ooh. It is. Oh, look at those evil. Look at the stairs stink guy there. Give him the old. Yeah, Bobby Smirnitis and Tommy Wilton Jr. These these guys, biggest rival in the league, right since year one. Stinking Kyle Becker with his stinking blonde hair on the left. Get out of here. Stinking Kyle Becker and our boy Marco Carducci. I was going to say, we like Marco Carducci, eh, Retro? Incorrect. We love Marco Carducci. Yeah. There it is. Four o'clock tomorrow. Marco Carducci. Okay. Stamps. Huge game. Not tonight. Next week. Uh, Tonight is the last game. Why are you covering your head like that? (laughs) This is tonight, 7 p.m. Game, I got to listen to this. I can go. go
2: watch my kid play hockey. Moving, yeah,
3: You're boring, here. everybody. Yeah, but, uh, I, I'm the one carving the CFL now, apparently. Okay. Finally, a couple items. Uh, if you feel like this hockey team is just too much, it's ruining your life, you need context. You need to put things in perspective. Uh, here's a little reminder of the scale of how important pro sports is, guys. And I don't want to, like, sewer our podcast, but take a look here. So this is the solar system. You're familiar with the sun and the other planets you're gonna like this right is this some constellations uh no those are other stars these are planets all right this is our solar system so this is how we think it is right everything's going around the sun what we forget is that the sun's actually sipping through space at like a bajillion miles an hour so this is what's actually happening all the time right now so if you're a little upset with maybe a contract on a hockey team or price of beer at the saddle just remember there's very, very small and insignificant over the course of what's actually happening right now, dude. Thank God I'm not on Zoomers right now. I'd be tripping out. Thank God I am. I finally get this stuff. I was going to say, I'm fun guy. great right now. And Zach, I, got fa- I finally again? got the perfect Halloween costume. <laughs> we talked about Tommy Wheel, and we talked about other guys. Here's my guy. This is Halloween on Tuesday. Hope you guys have your costumes ready. There's Weird Al. Baby. You could pull that off. I got the shirts. I got the hair. What do we do? Of course more. it's Weird Al.
1: You sure that's not you? I mean, on Tuesday, it will be. Weird Al Jankovic. Yeah. There's nice. your painter report, fellas, on a Friday. Brought to you by Tuesday. Village Honda. Huge selection of used vehicles. All makes, all models, all budgets. Over 70 units on-site access to more than 400 more in the dealer group. Make Village Honda your one-stop automotive destination in Calgary. They are definitely worth the trip. Village Honda located in the Northwest Auto Mall. Uh, Anthony's going to be tighter than a snare drum for this Cavalry game tomorrow.
3: He's in LA. Talk to him. He'll find it. It's yeah? easier to find on U.S. TV the Canadian. Well, for reasons we'll talk about other times. Um, hmm. He's dialed. He's fired up. Oh, son of a gun! Where are my? Uh... What are you missing? Talk dude?
1: amongst you. well, you know. what? Let's do our uh, betway picks.
3: Oh I yeah, football my, picks.
1: Uh, football picks. I gotta find my notes. I gotta find the uh, notes.
3: Rhett, this Where is the week. Oh. I've lost ten consecutive selections against oh, the spread in the NFL. You're due, buddy. I'm so due. Ten in a row. Oh, yeah, because it's three weeks in a row of 0 for threes, and I lost a Monday night of the week before that. Douche. <laughs> Heavy douche. Uh Betway. Our Betway buddies, get the Betway app
1: on your phone, play along. Hey, maybe, again, this is, you know, insert Shane Pinto punchline here. It's not about that. Yeah, sure like, I mean, When I say get the Betway app on your phone, I'm not talking to Rasmus Anderson. No, who, by the hear. way, hey, happy birthday today, Rasmus Anderson.
3: Uh, come back anytime you want, Rasmus, or at least as soon as they let you back.
1: Uh, 26, I think, Please. is uh, Rasmus Anderson. Just? Something like that.
2: Spring chicken. It's a nice age.
1: So don't, yeah, I mean, not, not for those guys. We don't want you guys' rules. And yeah, yeah rules. 19 and over in Ontario, but bet the responsible way with Betway. Um NFL. Your Bills got her done, Rhett. Impressive fashion last night. Oh,
3: you're lucky, Rhett. Impressive? You're lucky they didn't cover the spread. You would have taken a loss there. I wasn't taking them. I
1: told you that. Okay. He's You're oddly on and off at the same time. I love the
2: Bills, but they did not impress last yeah. night. No.
1: No, they, uh, and nearly lost if Chris Godwin turns around a second earlier for a Hail Mary that could have landed right in his bread basket. Anyway, uh, let's start us off. It's the Betway point spread picks, NFL, week eight. Lots of uh you know, lots of uh, opportunity here. Uh I lots of strategy changing a little bit. Atlanta, Tennessee. Hmm. Who's who's the kid that's gonna be starting there now for uh for the Titans?
3: There's two Panorama. There's Willis and the other guy, isn't there? Isn't well, Derek yeah, Wills starting for some of the stuff? No, game? it's
1: not Derek Wills, it's the well, there's other There's two guy. of them. Yeah, the guy they drafted this year that had the Cougars hanging around. Anyway, um, I don't like laying points on the road with with a team that screwed me a week ago, but uh, Tennessee, two and a half. I'm going to take the Falcons here. Uh, New England. Oh, did you see them last week? Oh, they were good, Dean. Hung in there. Big win. Not fooled. Miami at home, minus nine and a half. Not a boy. Yep. Hey, did you see that uh, Tyreek Hill didn't practice? And uh, Raheem Mostert uh, is Lay the the number. Don't be fooled. And uh, Minshew mania continues nearly beat should have beat. If it were not for the refs last week, could have beaten Cleveland, new Orleans, getting a point on the road. No, thank you. I'm taking the Colts at home. Plus one. Plus one. I love that to try and get uh, my record somewhat more respectable.
3: Can we go to Rhett next? I feel like we need to crescendo with my own 10 run here. Okay. You gotta go with teams that you don't know anything about. <laughs> that's, that's what the, I've decided. To <laughs>
2: hey,
3: he's got the best numbers, and we can't just de- debate with him about so this. So definitely uh,
1: dip deep into you, your
2: wallet. You can't let your
3: Brett's heart picked. lead your head, and your
2: anyway. <laughs> I'm a big Jackham fan. New subscriber. Let's go Steelers over Jacksonville, please. Steel Curtain, Canada, at home. Houston at Carolina. Like I said, go with a team you know nothing about. Yep. Houston, we're gonna do it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> go guys. This is so convincing. Wear, right? Can I change my
2: picks? And I think Minnesota. Did they just win or lose? I can't remember because they got stomped by <laughs> they Baltimore. They just won. Red. Yeah, beat the Niners, they Red. they yeah, beat the Niners. Red. They beat the Niners. Kirk. But anyway, they're good. Damn it. Oh, so they're the Vikings. Yeah. They're so good. Go Minnesota. Is it?
3: yeah.
2: It's this thing, right? Do the, Get the skull.
3: skull. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was...
1: <laughs>
3: Very good. That guy,
1: and that guy with that rationale is ten leading eight. all of us with a record of 10 and 8. I love it. Jacko. look at this. He's All back, enough, fellas. I'm, I'm back, and I've got the same picks as Rep. pretty much. Whoa. Pittsburgh home dogs. Love it. Canada cooking last week. Stop Pittsburgh looks good. Canada
3: cooking. Get out of <laughs> here. Houston cook, goes yeah.
1: to Carolina. CJ Stroud versus Bryce Young. Uh, Young has not looked very good. Stroud no. looks very, very good. I like Houston. Minus three and a half. KC at Denver.
3: Kansas looks sharp last week against the Chargers. I got them minus seven here in Denver. All right. So here we are. I'm keeping the process the same. I've learned from some of the greats. Dean, you did this a couple of years ago when you had a similar spell. So here I go. Really, really, really like Indianapolis getting a point at home. Uh, Minshew's been zipping the ball around, as you said. And so I'm going to have to go New Orleans minus one on the right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, the jets are a way better football team than the giants who will have to use tyrod taylor again i think is a great spot for breece hall garrett wilson zach wilson hasn't been that bad i love the jets minus two and a half so i'll take the giants plus two and a half yeah. mm-hmm. and the kansas city chiefs are so much better than the denver broncos it's not funny they easily cover by a touchdown so i'll take denver plus seven
1: i'm telling you what i bet you go three and all because when i was looking at picks this morning i was thinking the same thing it's- it's not. Is Danny Dimes probably isn't playing again? it's going to be. He's not. He's got rolled
3: out this morning. Yeah. No,
1: uh the Jets coming off a bye. Basically, it's a home game. It's a you know, it's a road game. They're yeah. they're at home. Yeah, take the Giants because there's no reason why they should win. New Orleans getting points on the road after Indy put up whatever thirty eight points or whatever last week. Yeah, it's definitely goofy. Derek Carr and Denver at home to Kansas City. I bet you go three and zero.
3: Hey man, love uh, those picks. Everyone's been loving my picks. If you've been betting against them, you're bloody wealthy. You can buy this podcast. <laughs> uh, I'll come work for you. Okay? Is it, uh... Oh
1: damn it! Where's my?
3: Come on, guys, fellas, fellas. What,
1: what'd you do with my uh, with my notes?
3: I, thought I, had... I didn't touch any of your notes, you bastard. No one's ah. come to your house. Tell come them about and... tell them about Greta. Greta Bar. We got a event coming up mid November. Come join us. We Go have a season opening Sunday. Pardon me? Edmonton. Oh, of course, yes. Well, if you're heading up to Edmonton to watch the Heritage Classic game between the Flames and the Oilers, if you want to go around and chat with some other Flames fans that are up or ask Oilers fans how many years left are on Leon Draisaitl's contract, you can do that at Greta in Edmonton. They'll be having three buses going to and from the game. Get you there, get you back. It is a Nation Network gathering at Greta Bar in Edmonton. And do make sure to ask... How many years are left on Leon Drysdale's current contract? Thank you.
1: That's going to go from 1 until 3 p.m. at Greta. Now, I love Edmonton with their addresses because I never know what it is. Uh 10141 109th <laughs> Street Northwest. Right. Just put Google on it, you'll be fine. Could, could we have more numbers for me please? So where are we going? 10141 on 109th Street.
3: Thanks, I'll be right there. Great, yeah, nope, I'll be right there. So yeah, 1 till out. 3. At
1: uh, the Greta Bar there in Edmonton, and they actually have buses that'll take That's you right. and back. Limited spots available. I don't think it's a re- you don't reserve in spots, but go to Greta, hang out, get on a bus, go to the game, go back to <laughs> Greta afterwards. Why wouldn't you? Daryl coming with the heat in the chat on you there. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Betting against Binder's picks for sure. On. He's one of our hardcore listeners.
3: He's got he does, un- yeah.
1: unbelievable sell. Service or Lots something. Bastard's got
3: all kinds of free time right now, doesn't he? <laughs> How you know what? Harvest is done. I
2: hope he's walking around the rink at Edmonton, just hanging out.
3: Oh God, wouldn't that be something? If Put a nice old hat on and just. Yeah. Oh,
0: just
2: oh, are the Flames out?
1: playing tonight? Oh, are they playing? Oh,
3: huh. oh, how's no that idea? worked out this year? How's the French kid doing?
1: <laughs> also, while you're we're talking about Edmonton, it's a lot of Edmonton talk today. If you're heading up for the uh, outdoor game. Get ready. Finning Cat is going to be part of the WestJet NHL Fan Park. Located at the Edmonton Ice District Fan Park. It's your go-to destination for family-friendly fun, where you'll meet your hockey heroes. Join them today. Today's Friday. man! my god, guys. From 3 until 9 p.m. today, and tomorrow from noon till 6. Plus, swing by the Finning Cat booth for free swag and a chance to sit in some heavy-duty equipment. (laughs) the WestJet nhl fan park with finning cat visit finning.com slash heritage classic for more details cat is a proud partner of the nhl Uh,
3: i believe uh pike bomb pike bomb uh he's heading up right now i talked to some other media members are already on their way this is a weekend extravaganza where we can bask in the celebration of two of the greatest hockey teams ever to play the sport
1: Retro, what are you doing for the uh, game on Sunday? I don't know. I'm sitting on my couch. Yeah. Do you want to film it? Pike bomb.
3: Film it. Well, okay. here's what we're doing in Calgary, Rhett. Dean, what are you doing? Three o'clock on Sunday.
1: Well, uh, again, we've done zero promotion of it, so I don't even know if it's
3: I think it'll be great. Friday. These are the things that we typically do the best on in a weird way.
1: We were going to uh, have our own commentary of the game.
3: And we're not allowed Ender. to show the game. We're not rights holders. Yeah, we're
1: not going to show the game. I mean, you, you know where to go for the game. Right. But uh, where else can you get our kind of analysis and in depth thoughts about the game as it takes place than right here on our YouTube channel?
3: And I know what you're thinking. Rick Ball, Hunter Ryan Singh do a fantastic yeah, job let them of play do by the play. Thing, yeah, You're right. But if you want someone to F bomb the ass out of a defenseman that blew a tire, you come to us. Get your second screen going, okay? Peyton and Eli. That's yeah. <laughs> No, definitely not that. Maybe mm-hmm. like Stadler and Waldorf would be the better one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe we'd love to have you on at some point, Red. Maybe uh, in one I of the can't intermissions.
2: Promise anything, but sure.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sunday's a few days away. He might be at the game still. <laughs> he doesn't know <laughs> what his availability is going to be like. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It is true. Uh, hey, look over my shoulder. We'll have an afterburner as well after that, fellas. Yeah.
1: Door dash. Get your door. It's you know it's chilly here. Retro. We got we got more snow. It's a DoorDash weekend. It's a Always. DoorDash weekend. Restaurants, grocery, pharmacies, bakeries, flower shops, whatever you need. It's it's the most convenient thing ever. You order off of the app and whatever you want, order whatever you want from wherever you want. Shows up mm-hmm. on your doorstep with default contactless delivery. It's works it's for snow. Me. Are they in the room? Does, does, is DoorDash like tailoring their business around me?
4: This is the Worstest greatest kitchen. thing ever.
1: So I don't need to go to the grocery store, to the bakery, to the pharmacy DoorDash. Now, here's a here's the thing. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code nation25 nation25. Put it in the promo code. You're gonna have that deal. There you go, just like that. That's the promo code right there. And here's the thing: if you use it, DoorDash is going to see that what we're doing here is working. We're getting response for them for their ads. Might get some more deals like this down the road. Maybe something different for for November. Maybe something for everyone, fellas. So, and why would you? Why would you go anywhere else? It's a hell of a deal. Twenty-five. That's a deal. DoorDash. What's on the menu? Pinder.
3: Triple header. This is you know what? Some restaurants you go to and it's just like I don't even know what I'm gonna do. i we might have to get a bunch of stuff and share everything because there's so much good stuff on the menu. Tonight we got that. Arizona at Texas, game one of the World Series, 603 first pitch. We also have Raptors Bulls, six o'clock start. Chicago's favored by two and a half points. And we have the blue bombers in Stampeders, seven o'clock kickoff. Calgary getting two and a half points against the bombers at home. Those are your three games I'm gonna recommend because of the weather. Be bumbap. The Korean dish. Rhett, are you familiar? I am. Delicious. Phenomenal. The egg on top. Oh, man. Rice. It's. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I pronounce this right. I went to the Googles. Let's see what they say. Bibimbap. Bibimbap. You, you nailed it. Bimbab. So I'm doing that on DoorDash tonight. Nation 25. <laughs> You've never heard it? You've never had bibimbap before? I don't, I don't know. What love it, annoyed. Dean. Oh, Dean, it's right up your alley. Korean paella? You kidding me? Huh. You want the you want the description? Okay, okay. It's like a big bed of rice. You get a little bit of kimchi in there. All right. You're gonna have some protein. You got a cracked egg on top. All kinds of nice spices and vegetables. Let's see what's in this thing. Huh?
1: Well, okay, I'm gonna take. I mean, it's good, Dean. But what does Jack think? Jack, do you like be- baboom bop?
3: I don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, It is a Korean dish that is served as a bowl of warm rice topped with egg, sliced meat, stirred together thoroughly just before eating. Meh. Dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, you're going to love this thing.
4: Do you like rice bowls? Things
3: Jack's, like that? Jack let Just order
0: a pizza or something. <laughs> we
3: did that yesterday. We literally did pizza and wings last night on DoorDash. Hell Jesus. off me, Jack. Just, Let's go to the Jack order, Cam. Order, you're you're going to have the pizza. same meal two nights in a row?
1: Hell yeah. Just just order a pizza or something, man. (laughs) So if it's Biboon Bop or pizza, again, whatever it is you want, that's That's what DoorDash is all about. It's not about what you're ordering. It's about how convenient it is. Nation 25 is the promo code. Again, 25% off at zero delivery fees on your first order. If you've never done it, you got to get the DoorDash app. Just go into the App Store. Download (laughs) it. $15 or more is your order? (laughs) Uh, You're going to get 25% off. (laughs) Zero delivery fees with the nation 25 promo code nation25. Thank you, Doordash. Dash that for the win with Doordash. Yes, Daryl wondering. I don't know if they have Doordash in Viking. Go to the website, check it out. Yeah, you gotta download the app, it'll tell you. Now, retro, we talked about this yesterday. I uh I sat and said, you know what? Come on, guys, get a you're gonna play well here. Zdorov came out and said what he did, and Coleman's sick of losing and all this sort of thing. Yeah, I think the guys are going to come out and play well tonight. They played well against the Rangers, but they just didn't pull out a win. Today. They're going to get it going. And you said, mm, I feel like it could go the other way. It's a loss and then maybe a, a closed door players only meeting. Brett was you closer. Were, you were definitely closer. If it was the price is right, you were closer. Why
2: didn't they have a closed door? Doesn't it I, matter to these it guys? It probably
3: had an open door meeting and the coach may or may not have been in there, but they definitely were talking about it. That was a steaming pile last night.
1: They, they just probably, yeah. Hey guys, we Bad gotta
4: leadership.
1: talk. Yeah. I'm starving. I got to yeah, I got a reso at 10
3: 30. I gotta yeah. hustle here, fellas. <laughs>
1: I don't want my baboom bop getting cold. I got it. Yeah, wait. it's
3: it's on the front door already. You don't I want hustle, it. Guys. Yeah, it's
1: the worst. Everybody have a great weekend. If you're going up to the uh, to the big outdoor game, slide by Greta at whatever that address is up there. It's a bunch of numbers. <laughs> Just put it in your phone go in Edmonton. That.
3: Your phone will take you there. Yeah.
1: And then on uh, Sunday, uh, in theory, Pinder and I are going to be uh, hanging out watching the game.
3: Have some fun with there. us on the stream. I got some Lugans that want to come in and drink beer and just watch the game. Should we just have them loitering in the background? Whatever. It's whatever you want to do. (laughs) Then I'm doing it. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) And there you see it at the top
1: of your screen. We are continuing to sell those spots. The Barn Burner Vacation. We are off to Phoenix coming up in January, the 11th to 13th, going to see the Flames take on the Coyotes. $14.99 per person. That's based on double occupancy. Flights, hotel, transportation to and from the airport. Game tickets to the Flames and Coyotes nationgear.ca is the website nationgear.ca get on that and it's uh, as you can see there, presented by alberta blue cross the alberta blue cross memorable moment there's only one thing better than sharing memories and that is making new ones alberta blue cross travel insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you visit ab.bluecross.ca travel that's a b dot blue cross dot ca slash travel for more information alberta blue cross celebrating life's memorable moments inspired by hockey i said pinder should have been taking his kids up there having again these memorable moments inspired by hockey
3: we have lots of those we got two big games this weekend the fellas each have a turn in net one's very excited about that we'll see and this is a great question from doug in the comments have we announced aussie brad going on the phoenix trip if we do it'll be sold out by the end of day
1: <laughs> i we a good he could meet us there. Could inquire.
3: Yeah. He can meet that's us a sir. big haul. He's probably about uh, 13, 14 hours to LA and then a short little after a layover if U.S. Customs is letting him in. So we'll, uh, we'll ask him what's up. Buddies, we appreciate you. It's been a
1: big week. We've had some awesome numbers. Uh, the show is rolling and we got uh, a lot Thank of things you. coming and we appreciate all of our sponsors. We'd appreciate it if you'd support the sponsors because that's how this whole thing continues to roll. What will next week? entail post heritage classic dallas coming to town I'm a nervous about hmm. the
3: schedule they actually as the month, playing some playoff teams here soon
1: as the month of november <laughs> is right around the corner have a great Man, weekend everybody right. appreciate you see you buddies